Welcome, Prickhead Nation, to another edition of Petals and Pricks, a Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and now Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart podcast. Tonight we go over episode four. Blake Burkhart joins me again, and uh, it's a super fun one. We have some uh, we have some good silly uh, goofs and gifts and other stuff going on. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I hope you. I've said this every week, but I hope you guys are enjoying. Um, your special guest host, Kristen, uh, will be joining us as soon as Bachelorette starts, whenever that will be, hopefully sooner than later, uh, because uh, I think we all need our fix, especially with times like these. We hope you're doing really safe and, and very well. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast and you're new to it, or if you haven't done this yet, please like us, review us, subscribe to us, uh, so you don't have to get uh, notifications, or so you get notifications so you don't have to keep trying to find us to see when the new podcast comes out, which they generally will be dro- dropping every Wednesday. Um, to my knowledge, we only have about two more episodes left, so I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen and uh, what uh, couple we find out has the best chemistry on stage. So I uh, hope you enjoy. And that podcast, this week's podcast, episode four of Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart, starts right Now. This is Petals and Bricks with Kelsey and Jerks, where we talk about me and recap The Bachelor. Jerkins loves it, Kelsey's never seen the show, but she's giving it a try for true friendship. Petals and Bricks with Kelsey and Jerks. Blakey boy Burkhart. What's up, everybody? How are you today? I'm feeling good. Uh... Very excited to talk about this episode, the most dramatic one yet. Has it been the most dramatic one yet? Right? I mean, by far. Yeah. Uh, there's been some drama on the show, but this is the, uh, for Game of Thrones fans out there, I already made this reference to you, but it's, yeah. the, it's the infamous Red Wedding episode of The Bachelor. That's not a spoiler. If you if you are, I know people are rewatching shit through quarantine. The UB40 song. Red, red <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Were people to die? Lots of shit goes down. No, if you if you are if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, um, I recommend it up until the final season, which sucked. But um, we uh, we had our red wedding episode of The Bachelor. Listen to your heart uh, this week, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And by we, that I we mean we got some cutoffs today. Yeah, yeah. We, Again, we but not spoiling people. it, you lose. You, you're going to lose characters in a show like Game of Thrones. Sometimes, like dramatically, like all at once, a bunch of main characters will get wiped out, and that's what happened this week. Well, should we just jump into spoilers already? We can if, go wherever we want. Yeah. If you're listening, you've already seen the episode. If not, pause it right now and come back to Joni and Blakey when you, <laughs> after you've seen it. But we lost four of the most uh, interesting yeah. characters. Definitely the biggest. Plot line, love triangle, love square of the show just wiped out. Yeah, in 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 a two hour episode. This is the one ep- I've been watching. I've been doing this podcast, you know, for three years now, a little over three years, and this is the f- this is the first time that some <clears throat> that things happened on the show when I was like, maybe the producers are really about finding love. <laughs> yeah, because all the people where I'm like, I can't wait to happen what they do next week. They left. It almost feels like an overseeing like godlike figure where they were like, I mean, we'll get to the plot lines, but they're like, we want to see what happens if this person goes on a date with them. It's like, oh my, you puppet master yeah. assholes. Yeah, for a while though, Chris was like, dance, dance, puppet, but puppets, dance what you want. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like it like. It had to be done. Yeah. And it's almost just like omnipotent. Is that the right word? Omnipotent? Yeah. Like the, 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 that date little 
shakeup at the beginning only mattered to that those two couples. Yeah. Every other shakeup was just like circumstantial, meaningless. Yeah. But that one particular thing that they did shook up the whole show. It did. And it felt very purposeful. But maybe, you know, maybe it was just random. But it's almost like you shook it up and then it like shook it up in a way where everything kind of stays calm now. You know what you I would have... Well, it and I'm worried it'll be too calm. Yeah, me too. Going forward, like, what are they? What what's the next shake up? They're gonna be like, you all go on dates with each other, and they're like, we're already in love with our partner. Yeah, and they're gonna be like, date him now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see you kiss him. Um, this might come in a little too late from when the original comment happened, but you know, so in uh, for the people not who don't know, in uh, Blake and I also like wrestling together, mm-hmm. and there is a gorilla position. Which is right outside the curtains when people kind of go backstage. Yeah, That's where named gener- after the great Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, where the Booker sits, who kind of controls the storylines. Mm-hmm. That's where he sits, right? And it's kind of good. It, it, Chris Harrison on Bachelor is called the Pinocchio position. <laughs> no, it isn't. Because he's like he's like dance for me <laughs> oh, puppets. Yes, I, I told you it was a little too late from Geppetto, my comment. Geppetto position would make more. I know, sense. but Pinocchio. I was thinking that, but then Pinocchio position sounded better. Pinocchio, yeah, it's better. Because uh, alliteration. It's better alliteration, you're right. And a couple things I've learned in this episode is if you're going to sing a song, how you know things will match up is you count out the syllables of each song and you go, yeah, those, that goes together. Because uh, that happens later on when Brandon and Julia, which, we've, which we'll talk about, <laughs> yeah. sing the song and he's like, I forget the words, I wrote down, but he's like, he's like wait, wait, let me see if that works. Lovable. Huggable. Yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With his fingers out. Some of the people on the show are like naturally, I well, they're all naturally talented singers. And yeah. some of them come off way smarter than others. Is that fair or is Very that too fair. cruel? Yeah. I'll go ahead and say Natasha, I think, is probably the smartest person on the show. Yeah. We'll come up. Just the most cunning. Well, we'll get Which into that later. Out. But holy shit, she pulls a fucking maneuver. She does. Uh, can I tell you what I would have preferred? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, forget it. Let's move on. <laughs> No, with the whole with the whole date shakeup thing, what if they like had literally like a dice, and Chris was oh, like, yeah. the, "There's six women and six men." That might not be right. Are there eight? Uh, yeah, eight sided eight- dice then, like Magic the Gathering or, <laughs> or whatever Dungeons and Dragons or something. I don't know. Get it sounds eight- like you do know, but you're too afraid to admit. That I think you that's actually- a twelve sided die. No, I okay. never played. I never did either. You know what's sad is I I was not cool enough to be like a cool kid, and I wasn't nerdy enough to be like that invited to the nerdy shit yeah. <laughs> like Dungeons and Dragons and they were like oh you like Star Wars okay stay in the middle and then the the cool guys were like you uh you know you you like to drink but you're not good at sports so you can't hang with us <laughs> either so I was right in the middle for me it was uh, uh you can sit with us at the cool table we're not going to talk to you the whole time yeah I had a bit of that too yeah it was, that's that's like worse than anything because like, I would just pretend to laugh at their sort of <laughs> Greg yeah, yeah. And they're like who's that fucking kid and then you're like you invited me originally <laughs> and then that group of friend moved those two friends that invited me moved and now I'm stuck with you so that happened to me like I was I was so like I was so like I gotta I gotta get back to the popularity spot because I had really when I moved to my when I moved in uh, I moved in the middle of eighth grade. And uh, so that last semester before uh, you go to high school, rough time to move, yeah, yeah, and I just was not getting along with anybody. And then I went in the high school, not having like a core group of friends, you know. So I was like always like I gotta be 
What Are happened? you still real fat at this point? Because for I am. listeners, Jonah was, a, was yeah. a very big guy. Now he's in impeccable shape. He's got oh, the biggest, get out of here. most gorgeous biceps I've ever seen. Get out of here. He's teaching me to work out right before the show started, everybody. <laughs> it's not. I really He's love. my personal trainer. Yeah. Um, don't do that because that makes me look bad. Uh, <laughs> when, you say, when you say that. <laughs> but then, so I, so I ended up having kind of a, a group of friends, but I was always like, I'm above these people. I always thought that in my head like an asshole. That adds up because you still. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like that. Yeah. <laughs> And then when I remember, I specifically remember this day, uh, I started getting along with like who I thought were the cool kids. And one day during lunch, uh, junior year, it's also when I lost all the weight. And he came up to me and was just like, hey, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just sitting. And then they're like, do you want to sit with us? And then I looked at my friends and I looked at them and I was like, yep. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never left them. Back. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the bad thing about that made me kind of realize, maybe kind of like be sympathetic towards Julia a little bit. <laughs> Because of her decisions, you know? She just wanted to be the cool guy. I see. Your so old table like, of friends are more of Sheridan types. Yeah, but then it was the same thing. I, l- I left that, that friend table to go to the next friend table, who I thought would propel me to the next level. And then I had the most lonely senior year of my life because I sat with the cool kids, but they never fully accepted me. But they weren't, they like, they accepted me around them, but not like, they never invited me. Folks, you know? this podcast is really letting me understand Jonah on a, on a level <laughs> no, I never level. would have otherwise. I've been friends with the guy five years. Yeah. Uh, that's a, this is an insight. Well, fans of the <laughs> podcast would know that it has been five years because it's been a ramping since the first time I met you, since you hated me when you first met. Yeah, that's come up every episode. I was wondering if we were going to touch on that today, but I used to not like Jonah at all. <laughs> well, we did talk about this on Saturday when we uh, when we talked when without the podcast. That's right. It yeah. comes up almost every time we talk now. You know what's interesting <laughs> about that is I almost never bring it up. So <laughs> yeah, tonight's the first. You, yeah, yeah. You, you broached the subject tonight. Um, and I also want to say I I want to thank the people uh, that have been listening uh, towards this kind of like you know in these trying times we're gonna ha- we're trying to make with what we can so unfortunately we added you to the podcast I didn't think that was gonna be well <laughs> but we had two really nice um, five star reviews on the podcast so I want to thank those two people yeah name me specifically specifically too. said you're a really good addition I'd like to thank you folks too yeah so. Um, so the first five person, um, uh, uh, first five star person, I'm going to call out real quick. I just want to thank you. Uh, they gave us a five star. It's the real Blake Burkhart. Please stand up. <laughs> Forty eight. He's bluffing, folks. I would never write my own review. Yeah. Actually, I would have if I had thought of the idea. I would have just gone. On time, yeah. But I. You, you know, I, I'm not even clever enough to do, write my own five-star review. For me, I would be like, all right, I'll write my own five-star review, but I'll change the first initials of my names <laughs> so they'll never know what it is. And it's still just Jonah Jerkins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they'll never find out. Mona Merkins. <laughs> Six stars? I, I didn't even know that. we could get that. If out. I could add one, I would. <laughs> Which is good, and um, so well, uh, and we got one. We had a couple of people write in, and uh, one person is uh, waiting to hear the rest of your lyrics of the sh- the song that you very nicely shared. Did with someone us really episodes. ask for that? Yeah, I don't know the other lyrics. <laughs> I could write them now. Was it like a repetitive? Like, for instance, coming back, coming back, coming back. Coming I'm not back. as talented as Taylor or as fucking sad as that guy. Jesus Christ, Sheridan. Yeah. Oh, Sheridan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did I say Taylor? He looks like he could be a tailor. Yeah. Sheridan. Um, man. Does he look like a Sheridan? You know, I don't know why I thought Taylor. 
Weird. I must know someone that looks like that named Taylor. Anyway. Do you think because I brought up Pinocchio Sheridan's and then you thought not a first I'd... name. That shouldn't be a first name, right? No. That's my aunt and uncle's last name. That's a street that's a block away from me. It's like a cool, yeah, it's a very popular <laughs> street. And in, here in Chicago, it's a very popular street. And it's um, it's just a cool last name. It's like an Irish-English last name. Okay. It seems odd as a first name. I don't like it as a first name. That's maybe part of why I didn't like him in the first place. Do you think his name's like Sheridan Timothy? God, I hope not. <laughs> that sounds even worse. Sheridan Timothy? Just get it Do you right. Do his stage name? No. I, I wonder if any of these people are using their stage name. He, I don't know. Are there any other famous Sheridan first names? There must be, but I can't think of anything. No, I don't know. Sheridan Ford? <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones? <laughs> Well, the dog was that's named Harry. Indy. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison is a weird first name, too, but that's Harry. Yeah. Like, I think Harrison was an old-timey first name, and now they're, those guys just go by Harry. Yeah. Sheridan, there's no guy's named Sherry. No. Sheridan feels like kind of like a forced first name. Like, like his parents like like thought they were, like, being clever. <clears throat> well, or okay. maybe it's, like, a family name, and they were like, we'll name them after our relative's on the other side of the family. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he'd be like Sheridan, like, oh, that's a nice name. Where that's from? He's like, it's my grandmother's name. Like one of those? Yeah, that that's, my, that's my mother's maiden name or something like that. Yeah. I always wanted to have a daughter. If I had a daughter, I want to name her Charlie after my grandfather, Charles. Really? Yeah. You know what I want to name my son? What? Clyde. Why? Because it, it's the coolest name and it's gone away. Okay. You don't know anyone our age or younger named Clyde, right? No. Neither do I. I thought you were going to do something like, and then name him, his middle name, Torres. Well, his middle name will be James, because that's my middle name, and my father's middle name, and my grandfather was James. Okay. So I'm going to keep that. So then Clyde James Burkhart would be my son, and he could go by C.J. Burkhart, <laughs> starting point guard. <laughs> <laughs> I've got his whole life planned out already, I, folks, and he won't be born for maybe five years at the earliest. I don't even have a girlfriend. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're talking. To I people. might, ha- I might. The Clyde might be born accidentally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's already born. I'll pretend he doesn't exist, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll still insist his name is Clyde, and I'll watch from afar with binoculars. And I'm like, twenty points, good job. So yeah, you're gonna hear like CJ Torres, like they're gonna do a thirty for thirty for him, and he's gonna be like, my father abandoned me until I made it to the NBA. <laughs> yeah. And then he had this, uh, he had this idea for this new new ice cream shop, <laughs> and asked for some money. But it's like ice cream that's microwaved. It didn't make any sense. Like he w- he wanted to sh- serve warm ice cream. I am. <laughs> well, you got a whole different backstory. Right? <laughs> I feel like I uh, I'm painting myself as a, a future deadbeat dad. But I, I swear to you, you're a current you're a current deadbeat dad. I <laughs> not that I know of, but maybe. No, I, I I can't wait to have a son. I gotta meet a decent lady first, but um, that's a whole other story, folks. Okay, well, I want to dig in this for. I feel just like a I'm the Sorry, bachelor Nancy. in my own show. <laughs> Which is this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I get one five-star review at a time. I'll meet my wife. Who am I to you? Well, I mean, it's interesting. We have You're Chris Harrison. Oh, my God. I, w- I wish. <laughs> yeah. I would age You're- so well. It'd be worth a billion dollars. <laughs> this is the lowest budget reality show they've ever put on. That also means I would live forever. Yeah, he's he's looking good. He must be 50, right? No, he's like... I like No, like, Kelsey and I, once we figured this out, he's... um He is... 1340 <laughs> years he's a vampire he's well he ta- he's a he's a demigod right man okay not to, i don't want to get too sidetracked but do you think that might be the evolution of reality tv show where it will be basically 
once the Seacrest and Harrisons and, you know, Jeff Propes, like, these guys get older, instead of finding, like, the new young crop, which I think you or I would be great at that gig. I agree, yeah. But we might not get it because that would be a perfect job for, like, an AI. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really, like, a, a, imagine a reality show. Imagine The Bachelor, but it's just a robot walks in and he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and no one would, like, know the difference. And it's you like could, constantly breaking down. Now the technology is probably, like, good enough to like, make it look like almost human yeah. and be like how is everybody today yeah and then it, they could just go on for they, there could be a hundred seasons of the bachelor and same like yeah. robot host like they just continue to keep using like uncut scenes from uh from star wars and it's still carrie fisher yeah yeah exactly yeah. like that that technology exists like that's what they're gonna i think reality shows will be the first thing to do it i think out of anything they're just gonna do like a hall of presidents but just with chris harrison <laughs> Chris Harrison sounds like the like he was like the thirty third president. <laughs> it's a very presidential. Now nah, to me, it sounds like like uh, 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 he's like the a state treasurer. Yeah, he's treasurer the money of the man. state. Treasurer of the state. We just proved how dumb we are. Treasurer of the state is that a know. thing? Why don't we just call treasurer the money man? <laughs> <laughs> like really? And then, yeah. And then we all vote for the money man. We're like, I don't know this guy. Fuck, yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, and the, uh, uh, the this guy killed his ex-wife. He shouldn't be the money man. I feel like he should be the money man. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not voting for some lousy wife killer. No, no, not no, in no. this made-up scenario. But what's the reason he killed her? Is a question. It's never okay to murder your wife. No, it's never okay to murder. I didn't wink. <laughs> he did. <laughs> that that isn't me. Yeah, that's, it is. a, that's that's Jonah winking. You did it again, Burke. Burke. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Burke. No. Um, so, uh, okay. So we figured out some things. I want to say real quick, and let's move on. But the dice analogy I was saying is like, not analogy, but like they could have been like there. There are eight people here, eight men and eight women. Like here's dice number two. You'll be going on a date with yeah. dice number five, and then it's like random like that. Yeah. And then they could still fake it with some weighted die <laughs> so, that, so that we get these controversial days. But just him coming in and being like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you two, you two, and definitely you two that we know are going to fuck everything yeah. up. Like, it felt too quick. Yeah. Well, that'd be funny, too. They're like, okay, Chris is going to throw some dice. And it's just like, you know how you watch like a television show that tries to be kind of like, like a sci-fi show, like on TV, you're like, you know, I used to watch Smallville like 15 years ago, and they do special effects, but you're like, okay, for television, that was pretty good special effects for their limited budget. And it's the same thing with Chris, like, all right, this is going to be all by chance with Die, and he throws it, yeah, and it's clearly like animated, where like, right. there's no shadow, there's no weight to it. Right. You know what I mean? And like, at least then that would be like, okay, this was like by chance that yeah. this, this, fucked up couple is going to ruin four people yeah or at least make make everybody go on a date with somebody else so it doesn't seem like you're just specifically they specifically chose two people that were previously kind of talking to each other and then just ran one random one to be like oh we just we're kind of shaking everything up well maybe i wonder if they'll do that next episode with just the remaining i was thinking people they probably will down. well and they're I all they come out with something more clever but it, in any case that that'll be fine yeah 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 this obviously worked out for most dramatic effect. Yeah, but then the ending, which we'll talk, we'll, we'll eventually get to. Mm-hmm. I, that's the ending that I think everybody expected, everybody wanted to happen. But like, there's no like protagonist right now. 
Really? Yeah. Let's let's get to that when we get to it. Because yeah. I have thoughts on that too. Okay. Okay. Um well first off, before we even get to like Chris's big drop, we start the show and they started on a water fountain and when i saw that i instantly was like i gotta go pee right now <laughs> like instantly did you hear a water fountain you're like i gotta go i gotta get now uh not really well i thought you'd be like i was like that too <laughs> well i told you i watched this um after uh my like can i plug my show real of course quick? you can um so there's a club and just town. say no it's just gonna be like during your whole talk <laughs> don't don't censor me <laughs> Um, as everyone knows, me and Jonah are comedians. Uh, there's a club in Chicago called the Comedy Bar, which obviously is shut down because of COVID-19. I ran a, a show there that was a talk show and an open mic combined sort of with special guests. It was it was a big hit. Uh, the club was doing really great on Monday nights. Um, and because everything got shut down, I'm doing it from my living room now <laughs> with a little tripod and I interview local comedians. So um, where can they find that? Uh, oh, yeah. G- g- great question. The Comedy Bar has an Instagram. My Instagram, first of all, is Blake Burkhardt Comedy. I'll put it all up there. But also The Comedy Bar. The Comedy Bar on Instagram every Monday night at 9 o'clock. Uh, I'll be live streaming, interviewing uh, some great local comedians about uh, things they're working on currently or their past projects, things like that. It's been really fun. Last night was a great episode. Anyways, sidetrack. Um, I, I tend to drink quite a bit while I'm interviewing people because it's just fun. makes for looser interviews. And then I got done with that, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to kind of like mellow out now. And then I was like, oh, yeah, the ba- I got to watch The Bachelor. So I'm talking with Jonas. So I was, I had a nice buzz on for this whole episode. Do you want to tell what the other thing you had? I did a weed gummy, <laughs> <laughs> and it hit me stronger. Than, so I was, yeah, I was, um, I was feeling nice and loosey-goosey for this episode. So, Bachelor, okay, so look at... Which look- made me, I, I, my emotions were on full tilt. Did you cry? No, nothing moved me to tears this episode except for one thing that like uh, got me close. That was uh, my sweet Savannah, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, well, I was, you've been a huge component of. She's my favorite four. on the show, and I'm yeah. devastated. Now. I don't even know who my. I'll I'll rethink my new favorite because everyone knows I was a huge Savannah head from day one. Uh, yeah, and I was. So you're I, saying you're a big Savannah Anna? I'm a big. Savannah Anna, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. Um, in any case, that was what I was doing before I watched The Bachelor. Uh, that explains why maybe I was loosey goosey. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I'm drinking uh, white claws with you now, so I'm getting there too. These aren't white claws. There, what are they? Well, if we're gonna talk about our sponsor, they're Trulies. But if we want to be, oh, they're Trulies. Well, I mean, to be honest, they're Bomb V's, which are probably my favorites. Whoa, new sponsor. Uh well right if you go to I'm sorry let me plug it real quick <clears throat> if you go to www.allcall.com slash pedals and pricks you're not going to find anything there because we're not sponsored by anybody right now but uh, hopefully someday you'll get a discount but we don't have that but right now we're drinking bottom V's should we talk about, let's talk about that real quick what, what has been your favorite <laughs> sorry Nancy what has been your favorite drinks of the quarantine um I'm crushing White Claws oh yeah like we are getting sidetracked here, and I hope people aren't getting pissed off. But I think it's kind are, of the nature of what we do. Yeah, people are just starting to like me a bit. New listeners don't know a lot about me. Uh, I want to say I, my roommate is the great Joe Fernandez, another great Chicago comedian. Um, he moved a scale from his, which was in his bedroom. I, we didn't have a scale here in the apartment. He moved it from his bedroom into the bathroom the other day, and he said, "Like, yeah, hey, I'm putting the scale in here now." And I was like, "Okay, all right, fuck, I have to weigh myself." And it was like pretty nervous. It was a. It was a. Yeah, it was like a tough moment for me because I was like, do I even want to know? 
because I have been working out a lot, but I, in quarantine, I've been drinking, you know, yeah, a lot. Maybe not more than normal. Maybe less than normal. I don't know. You know what's funny is that I always feel like I'm concerned about the drinking thing, and a lot of people are like, uh, Kayla, my girlfriend is, and there's some people I talk to. But then when we talk to other people that are in the same position, it's kind of like everybody's just trying to black out through this whole thing. Yeah, or at least like calm your nerves. You know, like normally, yeah. like maybe it's not the most healthy lifestyle, but like we, you know, we all have to find our ways to get through this. And right. j- just the boredom sets in. I like to have a little buzz on. Not every night, but you know, six nights out of seven. <laughs> 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 I take I take Sunday off sometimes. But listen, um, I so he put the scale in there. I've been working out a lot, but I didn't know kind of what you know. I I've been trying to eat right, but you just don't know. And the last time I had went to the gym, I'll just go ahead and reveal. Like I weighed a. I'm about I'm six feet tall. I weighed 205 pounds when I weighed myself at the gym right before quarantine. And that's the most I've ever weighed. And I wasn't terribly out of shape, but, you know, my, my gut was bigger than I'd like. I wasn't working out hard enough, I don't think. Before, before we continue, we talked about this on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You said 205, and you said, how did that make you feel? Terrible. Yeah. And I, had I think to- you said the words, the worst I've ever felt about myself. <laughs> yeah. And my response to you was, 205 is a good number for me. <laughs> Yeah, but you're you're Jonah has. I mean, I, you don't want me to talk about your your body, but Jonah has muscle mass. Like Jonah's like yeah. Jonah's in good shape and has knows how to work out. So he's got way more muscle weight than me. I'm just kind of sort of like a skinny fat guy, you know. Um, but so I had weighed myself at the gym. I was two hundred five. Put the scale in there, and I stepped on it. I'm down to one eighty nine. I think it was. That's great. Right around one ninety. So I've like fifteen pounds have just like fallen. I didn't even fucking notice. So I don't know if I lost the weight in the right way necessarily, but it's inspiring me to kind of keep going. So I will say my favorite drinks have been Truly's, White Claws, yeah, anything right at that hundred calorie mark. And I'll drink, you know, I'll drink fucking nine of those photos. <laughs> <laughs> but if I wasn't drinking that, I'd be drinking nine beers. Yeah. So that's twice the cal- like that's what that's part of it. So yeah. You know, if you if you can not drink, then good for you. I you know, I think it's important to like still be conscious of like, okay, I'm still gonna kind of damage my body by drinking. That's not good, right? We all agree that that's not healthy, but I'm gonna try to do it in the healthiest way I can. So like, making sure you're drinking kind of less calorie things or like less sugar things. Um, I I think it is important, right? Because you you yeah. should you should still be able. And, yeah, I didn't even do it intentionally. You, like you got me hooked on these seltzer drinks. They're truly. Great. What are these? How do you say this? Bon Vive. There's Bon Vive, which is the original. That's the first mass produced one. Really? Yeah. These are great too. And they're new, they're very good now. anybody anybody is looking for like a new seltzer that's kind of sick of white claws. Uh, uh, there's also truly those are the kind of the big names. But Bon Vive and uh, Vizzy. I like a lot. Vizzy is one of my my favorites right now. This feels like if you are trying to get in good shape or lose weight, this feels way more natural than a beer. Like if I, yeah. like we've had three of these tonight. I think. Yeah, we're on our third, maybe something like that. If I was three beers in, I would be like ready to go to sleep almost. Like really, I, I would be. Yeah, especially after like a just workout. Because of the carb crash. Um, it beers just feel so much heavier to me. Yeah, and like I don't really like light beer. If I'm gonna drink a beer, I want like you know. A good beer, yeah, and those have like way more calories than even a light beer does. So, yeah, yeah just by nature of switching over to these, I've just lost weight I didn't even expect to lose. So that's been cool, and I I, I love the way they taste too. How many people are listening to this being like, "This is the saddest thing"? <laughs> I know. I've and never heard. Also, any, we, I've never heard two. We were at a nice run of talking about the actual show, and then you were, we were like, "All right, let's let's talk about exercising and uh, oh, yeah. seltzer, hard seltzer." But it's also like, yeah, you know, I'm keeping healthy, so that 
I'm defending my alcoholism. Right. Because I'm still. Oh, I want to be clear to everybody. Like, I drink way too much. So take care of yeah. yourselves out there. Don't don't be like me if you can help it. But um, I'm also sort of like, I was going from performing every night. And, yeah. and every place you perform is either a bar or a comedy club, which also is a bar. They all have bars. Yeah. And the bartenders all know us. They just feed us drinks. And God bless them for it. But it's, yeah, a stand-up comedian is a very unhealthy lifestyle pretty much 99 times out of 100. I think also... So we're not role models. We want to say that, yeah. Like, we don't... None of us look like uh, any of the people that are on the show that we're currently talking about. Yeah, but, I mean, like... I've never seen... By the way, there's musicians now that are... What what are you doing? You're supposed to be worse than us. And you're looking all hot and shit. I don't think all the guys on the show are all that hot. They have very nice bodies, by the way, Matt won me over this. I like by the end there. The most, by the end there, yeah. I wrote down being like Matt. I think is a cutie pie right now. You saw him doing those pull ups in the after credits. Yeah, he looks great. All these guys look fantastic. And then um, Trevor took his shirt off, and I was like, "Oh my lordy lord, what's going on over here?" <laughs> All right, we're, <laughs> we're watching the show very differently. I guess. <laughs> well, oh, I, I like lord. I like to be inspired. <laughs> it's nice to be inspired. Yeah, it is. It is nice seeing people working out when you're kind of. I don't know if I'll work out yourself. I think that the main thing for us, too, is like we're just not eating out as much as we are. We're eating homemade meals, which are just like... Yeah, I'm on a so high-protein diet. And, yeah, you know, I just made small changes in it. And the weight has fallen off, which I'm I'm very happy about. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to try to double down on it and be even healthier. And, you know, I'll cut my drinking down, too. Nobody worry about me. I'm fine. Okay, it sounds like you're... <laughs> this sounds like you're trying to ask for help right now. <laughs> Nobody worry about Blakey Boy. Well, if anybody is worried about Blakey Boy, you can reach him at... What was your number again? <laughs> I'm not giving it for that. You, you listened to the last episode. Okay. Well, um, that, that great. Uh, sorry, Nancy. Good tangent. Loved it. Uh, very important. And yeah, Okay, so we were talking about making small changes. Bash would try to make a huge change this time around, uh, which, was, which was a shake-up that we saw. Which I thought was good editing is that we kind of knew that was going to happen, and right before that, <clears throat> we see Brandon uh, talking with Savannah, and uh, Brandon wakes up and he says, "I woke I woke up so grateful, and would have been really upset if I woke up in a hotel room all alone." How yeah, do you, how do you heavy. Feel about that? I don't know. I, to me, this seems too like, heavy-handed. It's a little heavy-handed, yeah, but I think that also like is a tell to who he is. Because he never said I woke up in a hotel room all alone without you. He just is all alone. So he like just kind of needs to be with someone. Doesn't matter who it is. He's a like a master manipulator. Like I don't think he believes what I don't he's know saying. If master there. manipulator is the word. He's a manipulator. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, he's not a master of anything. No, he's as dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, but he's just like the way he talks to Savannah and Julia. It's just like he's like gaslighting them. Yeah, yeah, both a hundred percent. And Julia, I mean, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but Julia's heavily gaslighting uh, Sheridan. For sure. Which was even harder to watch because he's like... Like a little sweetheart. Yeah, and he has genuine feelings for her. Savannah feels yeah. like she's just sort of like figuring it out. Yeah. It's still not... It's never okay to gaslight anybody. If you're listening right now, get that out of your system, okay? We're all yeah. adults now. Don't I do mean, that. I feel like you're coming at me with that right now, and I don't appreciate <laughs> you're, that. You're I gaslighting mean, me. I don't know. I think we should start <laughs> acting like adults because you're clearly not... <laughs> Folks, you see what you just heard right there? That's don't don't see, be like. Do you Joe. see how you just turn around on me? That's unfair. To, that's unfair to do to me. I'm your You're partner. Right, we're gaslighting each other. You just put that on me like that. You're right. I don't put anything on you like that. Like I don't sit here and put things on you. I don't sit here and I'm, tell I'm you having, that you're irresponsible. You're drinking too much. You're not. You're not eating healthy enough. I don't do that to you. I'm having flashbacks to my entire life. <laughs> 
in any case, uh, where were we? Yeah, he's just like a very self-centered guy and so egotistical that it's like he does, he knows he's being an asshole and he doesn't care. Yeah. It's the worst type of person. Well, it just sucks knowing that these people are going to blindside them, you know, because like even after he says that to Savannah, Savannah says, yeah, I agree. I think we have this like beautiful, harmonious relationship going. And then even his responses, like I feel like it's one of those things where, which we see kind of like Savannah get the uh, veil kind of, uh, you know, lifted. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you finally see somebody for who they are, mm-hmm. You know, because like she says that, and then he just basically is just like, yeah. <laughs> well, he pulled a move that I've done before. I'm not, I'm not a jerk the way he is. You know that I'm a nice. No, guy. you're a nice guy. Um, but the way that he says, like, you know, well, what do you want to do? What is this? And then she walks off, and you can see him sort of be like, oh shit, that. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out for me. Well, and it's also just like that's like a really beautiful, nice lady that. Yeah. Just ran off. Yeah. Like I've been there before, where like. An argument will go bad, and then they'll be like, "Well, fine, we'll like fuck you." And I'm like, "Yeah, we'll f- fuck fuck off then. get out of yeah. here." Yeah, and then they and leave, and you're like, "Where the fuck are you going?" Yeah, they're like ten steps away, and I'm like, "Sorry, baby." They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go running after him, you know, the story of my life. Yeah. Um, but then that that's when you sort of like come clean and admit where you're wrong. But he and he tries it just very briefly, and she's like, "Nope." Like, kudos to Savannah. She sticks by her guns. Is like, no. Yeah, I can see now. That you're full of shit. Like that you've gone back and forth now three or four times. The show's yeah. only like five episodes in. Yeah. Like relax. Yeah. Like you should have known by now. Yeah. And he still doesn't. He's just playing them both and doesn't really have feelings for anyone. No, he he really doesn't. Like you know that's the thing is like and he ne- like there, there was never a point where I was like oh he actually likes her for either of them. Right. I never felt that from him. He's like it's like a I don't want to throw on like sociopathic but it almost is where it's just like he's. Kind of emotionless. He's not forming connections. No, and he just he instantly puts the blame on them. And he's a good. He's so good at faking it. Yeah, but you can see there's nothing really behind the eyes. That's yeah. like that. Those are the people to avoid in life. I've noticed with his face while he sings that what I think he does to convey emotion is um, when he needs to hit a high note and like have it on his face, he cares about the note. I think he steps on a tack. <laughs> he has so much pain in his face when he sings. It's like how they make babies cry in movies. They poke currently. Them. Yeah, I mean forever. I'm pretty sure they poke them with a little pin on the bottom of their foot. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. Ross Kelly, amazing comedian, folks. If you get a chance to look up Ross Kelly, one of my favorite comics. He's ever. very funny. He's got a great bit about <laughs> going to a high school reunion and that's your job. <laughs> where they're like, "What do you do for a living?" And he's like, "Oh, you know how in movies when a baby starts crying and you wonder uh, how did they cry? Well, what I do is I, I take a pin." <laughs> And he starts crying as he's doing this act. <laughs> and at the end, he's like, about 90000 a year. <laughs> that's one of my favorite. I butchered the bit, but that's it's a great joke. Yeah, that's well, it's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. And I wasn't taking his bit, by the way. No, I know. Okay. I'm the one who said the baby thing. I, if anything, I was taking it. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's on you. Relax. Um, you got a complex over stealing jokes or something? Um, You're really coming at me right now, and I don't like your energy. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah didn't steal anyone's joke. Uh, no, I didn't. I can't think. I was trying to think of a joke that's so ubiquitous. Everybody kind of knows, but I can't think of anything. When you think of like uh, the sheep and pig joke that I told us, no, <laughs> no, the, a famous like a comedian's joke that's famous. What, what comes to your mind? That's that you can say over the air. Uh, Don't do it, but like, well, lately that everyone's quoting the George Carlin bit about how 
his generation didn't get sick because they all uh, like played in the mud. Oh, and yeah. And then like the next generation was all getting sick because they were like pampered. Yeah. Like that joke's been recited a million times in the last two months because they think it relates to Corona, and it fucking doesn't at all. Like no, no, no one should be naive like that. Yeah, that's, that's not how it works. But it's it's a classic bit. Yeah, like everything George Carlin wrote was like written so finely and like no wasted words, mm-hmm. and everything is funny. Yeah. and like astute. Like that's why people consider him the best. Ever. Oh, and he's just like so versatile too. Right. Um, okay, so I want to go back to the. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I do kind of want to talk about just how it's like to argue uh, with uh, Brandon because, well, first off, so, um, or should we just wait to talk about that later? What do you think, Blakey boy? It's your call. Um, let's just talk about some of the things that you said, right? Um, so we'll talk about it later, but they, uh, Brandon, Brandon and, and Julie end up going on a date. Uh, they kind of decide they want to be together. Brandon comes back and he decides to tell Savannah, but he almost feels like he's being pressured into it because that's what Julia wants, you know, because he just kind of goes with whoever the last person he's like me with documentaries. Like I'll just believe whatever the last documentary I listened to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll be like, I'll be like, you know, um, he's like me with politics. Like the last guy I talked to him, like, yeah, those are good points. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a, libertarian (laughs) i barely know what the word means right um so then he he basically tells her that she says i still have feelings uh that she still has feelings for me and i think i might too um and then she's like kind of like what's that even supposed to mean and he doesn't really respond to that but he does say well well the reason being is i feel like you're not into this 100 percent. i feel like you're into this 95 percent, but you're kind of missing that five percent so instantly he's like i've been lying to the whole time but it's because of you yeah. Not because I'm a man enough to say it's it. It's just so shitty. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um I don't know. It felt to me like he he was preparing for like a breakup talk. And I've been there before. I, I don't know if oh, you Oh, okay. And you're like, Are you trying this, to justify? This is it. This is it. And no, like sometimes it is justified. Like I've I've had to break up with people in my life where I was just like, This is it. You're let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of look him in the eyes and you're like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah, and you pull back, and he pulls all the way back to being like, "Okay, I'll break up with her. I'll break up with the other girl." Oh yeah, you know, yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. like he just—he's just going where the fucking wind blows, right? And um, that's pretty good for uh, uh, someone in the services, which he was. Is you're afraid of confrontation? <laughs> well, per, like that sort of confrontation, totally different, <laughs> is it? Yeah, then being in millets, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, looking in a lady's eyes and saying, I, "I like that annoying girl more than you." But when you're attacking another side, you're kind of saying, "Like, I want to break up with you." That you think that's what soldiers are <laughs> saying to each other <laughs> on the battlefront? Yeah. Oh my god! I think they're I don't saying, know. "Like, I don't agree with your views, so I don't think we could be together anymore." <laughs> I don't. I don't know if this analogy is working. I don't think it is either. <laughs> Get, save me, Blakey. Save me. <laughs> Derail. Well, so then she freaks out, right? And then he's just like, so then Savannah goes like, "How am I supposed to feel?" And then, and then he Blake, uh, Blake, you're Blake. Uh, Brandon goes, uh, "How do you like? How do you like want to even feel?" Yeah, he does. He has no. He has no care about how the other person is feeling, no. which is like he has yeah, no I empathy. Don't, he has no know, empathy. I don't take back. I I mean I. I do take back, taking back the sociopath term i use earlier because yeah. he is a sociopath yeah because no one else has that little feeling for 
He lacks Mo- the multiple other people around. Yeah, he lacks it. Yeah, which maybe isn't his fault. He's like mentally, um, uh, like lacking that, and yeah, he just doesn't have it in him to be like a real decent human being. I don't think. Yeah. So he's just playing her, and then and then she pulls back. She's gonna leave, and he tries to convince her to stay. Yeah. And good on her. She leaves anyways. Yeah. Cause like he goes like, what do you? How do you even want to feel? And then like she has kind of a moment of honesty, and she goes. Like, I, I, I want to feel like I'm chosen, which I that was like really hard for, to me and especially for you because you're in love with her. That was such a heartbreaking <laughs> yeah. thing. Could you ma- like could you really imagine having a, an argument with your girlfriend and you're kind of like and then she says some shit like that to you? I would I would be devastated. Yeah, it's a hard thing. to say. I mean, I've been in that where. Yeah. It's like, I want to feel like important. And you're like, oh, God, that hurts. Yeah. And especially like they're not like dating, you know? No, right. And there's there's been times where you're like, you know, you're seeing kind of someone and then you're, you're also seeing someone else, but you're not, nothing serious. You know, everything's fair. Everyone knows about each other, whatever. But then you sort of maybe like one person more than the other person. You have to let the one person down. It's like yeah. terrible. It's like a breakup, but it isn't. Right. But it's also, it's almost worse because it's just like, ah, shit. Like it, you lo- like, you almost feel like you lost. Right. If you're the person turned down. Yeah. Whereas a breakup is like, no one really loses, but it's like, you're, it's done. Right. Yeah, because you never hit, like... You're not necessarily being left for another person, but the relationship isn't working right. from one person's perspective. But when you're literally... Someone else has chosen over you, that kind of stings worse. I'd yeah, it's imagine. worse. Yeah, it's never worse. happened to me. Yeah, not me either. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just lost everybody right there. Uh, I'm yeah. kidding. Of course it's happened to me. Well, it's kind of like, okay, so yeah, so it's like... The build up a relationship and you first start kind of talking to somebody, it's like you're excited for this new relationship, right? So you're kind of like, you're kind of like in a roller coaster on the way up to the first drop, right? Mm. And then it's like you're kind of excited for this drop and what's this going to be like? I don't really know. And you're not even like really thinking about, I mean, you're thinking about the other person, but you're kind of like, you're so focused on this new thing that you're going to experience. And then all of a sudden, the guy comes up to you and been like, yeah, you can't ride this anymore. And then you're like, oh, I haven't even. I I waited in line and I'm already halfway up and they're like yeah but your personality so you got to go <laughs> and you're like but I'm tall enough and pretty enough they're like yeah but like you're just kind of like <laughs> that's a great analogy that's another great analogy from you no you're being sarcastic I feel like you are but no I, like I think it. I get what you're saying that that is what it's like it's it stings well it sucks too like three years down the road you've already kind of been through the twists and turns. So you you, you kind of see it coming. I'm just trying to push this into the ground. I'm really I'm really trying to save it. But and you then you got to exit through the gift shop. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, a, get a Bugs Bunny sweatshirt. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you exit through gift shop, and then later on, you don't want it anymore. That's what happens. You take pictures with your girlfriend, lovers, whoever. Um, yeah, I had it and I lost it. And I came back <laughs> yeah. and I lost it again. I was gonna say I never. You couldn't it. even fix that. And you're pretty good at fixing things. <laughs> um. Well, here's the thing. So I, I want to kind of go back to this. Just to kind of go like the gaslighting, this is what brought this up because you mentioned that, is that she goes, I just want to feel like I'm being chosen or I want to feel like I'm, you know, I want to be the chosen one, basically. And then he goes, why do you have such an attitude towards me? Yeah. Like he, like, she's not really having an attitude. She's just like, I want to feel important to you. Even if she was, that's a good time to have an attitude. You're about to get, she's about to get kicked off a reality show. And then he goes, see, you see what I'm talking about? This is why we have a lot of uh, communication problems. And she goes, well, there's no we anymore. And she storms away, which is good. You okay? Yeah. Uh, And then he runs after her. (laughs) He runs after her and he says, I want to save... I just want to fix these things with Savannah while fucking Yeah, that's Julia's the moment I was that. talking about where he's like, 
you can see him thinking for a minute, and then he's like, he's like, how can I fix this? And it's like, right. oh my god, what an idiot! Yeah, he could have fixed it by not doing everything he did the day before or the the minutes before or whatever, and or even with the way he spoke to her, like he could have went to her and been like, all right, that date got out of hand. Right. Me and Julia kissed. She wants me to be with her. I told her I might feel the same way, but now that I'm looking at you, I right. know that you're the girl for me. And she that would have worked. It would yeah. have been fucked up. But I bet you Savannah would have been like, okay, we'll have to get through this too, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But instead, he's like, I think I might like her too. And then when Savannah runs off, he's like, no, I like I like uh, you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then she's like, what How is going on? How can he not make on? up his mind? Then he literally says the words to her. Can we just like, can you just... Oh, uh, can we just talk like adults? Like, why are you talking to me? You're, like, yeah, that's the ultimate. And then guess. he's, like, and then he goes, can we just talk like, a, he's like, yeah, can we just talk like adults? And then he goes, listen, I came to you, like I came after you, right? That's also a shitty thing. Yeah, where it's who like cares? if you didn't say what you said, I would have never had to leave. So you're just coming. And who cares who goes after who? Oh, it means everything. No, it doesn't. It's a, it's a power decision. I don't even remember how most of my relationships started. That's because you never really had one, Blake. <laughs> yes, I've, I've had too many, if anything. We've had so many conversations on this podcast about how you're in love with people and you date them for six months, and they go, "Well, that's what a- was your first date?" And they go, "We never had a first date because we never ever, tru- we never <laughs> physically that? touched." What? No, I never said any of that. Okay, I've been in a lot of short-term things, but I've also been in you know a hand, probably literally a handful, five or six long-term relationships. Yeah, so I'm an expert. <laughs> I feel the same way. AMA. Eight four seven six five one 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 three three. AMA. Send me your, I'm gonna start a dating help hotline. No, I'm not. <laughs> but you can text me if you want. Some people have here's you here's yeah, here's you responding to them being like, I'm going through this, whatever, I don't know what to do, and you're like, Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> no, if someone wants to text me some for some advice, I, I would I would advise against that. Yeah. But I'll give you my what would be your jingle for your phone number? Like, what would be the sequence of the... Eight four seven six five one 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 zero three. You know that's Blake. <laughs> you know that's Blake. Me. You put me on the spot, and I fucking hit it out of the park. Yeah, you did. Proud of you, buddy. <laughs> now everyone's going to remember it. I know, I know that's why I did that. Uh, so, just like Chris Harrison, man. I'm just playing you like a puppet, bro. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, man. Dance, rat, dance. You're in my little rat maze right now. <laughs> I'm closing things, so you have to go left or right. Wherever you wherever you go is where I chose. Pinocchio position. The Pinocchio position. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, okay, so we have that. Then break up. So, simultaneously, that's happening. And then we also see uh, Julie and Sheridan. Kind of, we see their journey yeah. through, throughout this They thing. even go first, don't they? Uh, yeah, they break up first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Julia has a great line where she's like, wow, they're talking way longer than I thought they would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's like I broke up with the guy in like well, a second. Yeah. Well, that's because Sheridan was nice and he just walked away. Well, yeah. Uh, as bad as Brendan is, I think Julia's even worse because of she's, how... She's the worst. How good Sheridan was to her. And he's genuinely like... Savannah can hold her own. She's, yeah. a, she's her own person, her own woman. Clearly... Strong, like lots of guys on the show wanted to be with her. She's like, she's a catch in every way. You know, I'm in love with her for one. For one, but uh, Sheridan was sort of like, you know, an odd duck almost. Yeah, nothing but sweet, like a guy, like your neighbor, too sweet for his own good. Yeah, like my neighbor with the ducks. Um, he was uh, he was just 
a sweet little like puppy dog guy. And I yeah. hated him at first, but eventually I was like, oh, this is like a naive like kid. Yeah. Like he's like too old to be acting this way. Like he, he truly believes in the uh, fantasy of love. Which well, love is real, but he—I mean, like the like it's not, not bigger like than everything. Yeah, yeah. And he fell for Julia, who like never liked him. No, and just like took him as a second, second option. Yeah. the whole way through. And he even has a line where he's like, he's like, the mo- every time you know she's had the choice, she ends up choosing me. And it's like, what show are you watching, Sheridan? <laughs> right. No, right. that isn't that isn't the case. Yeah, she chose you when you were the only option, or. Because she was already felt betrayed, but she never out, like went out of her way to choose him even once. Right. So I don't know what universe he's fucking living in. And then and, after he says that, he goes, yeah, and if she comes back to me, I'm going to be totally stoked. Yeah. That As soon as he said that, we should have known. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody says, uh, oh, I'll be totally stoked when my girlfriend comes back. He's like, I, I, this, she's not coming back. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> you say shit like that. But um, no, yeah, he he writes that fucking pathetic song when they're out coming on a date. Coming back, coming back. Oh my god, coming that, back. That coming really back. broke my heart, and I don't even like that. I don't even, and I've said this before. He was my least favorite going in, and now I like him a lot. And I because I just feel bad for him. He's like more naive than I realized. Yeah, I thought he was just like a cocky, like dorky. Dude, always wearing a stupid ass hat and twenty rings. rings. <laughs> twenty rings named his fucking car. Yeah, uh, but no, I I ended up feeling so bad for him, and her breakup with him was just the most painful thing I've had to watch on TV in yeah. so long. Yeah, it was worse than Brendan because she goes, uh, she goes, yeah, you know, like to her credit, she like spells spe- spells it all out for him. Where yeah. she's like, yeah, you know, Brandon said he he wants to be here with me. And um, I want to be here with him. I don't think it'll work with you. Yeah. And then he's just like, okay. Yep. See you and later. he like sort of like pats her on the leg, and he's like, he's like, I understand. Goodbye. And then she's like, you're seriously just gonna leave? Like, why say that? You fucking, yeah. you know, right. you know what? I'm not gonna say any bad words on here. But what would it start with? That word? I, I'm not gonna <laughs> use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I was so upset that it's like you're just gonna walk away. It's like what you want him to stay? Yeah. Like. You just laid it all out. It's over. I think she just let him go. Yeah, and he did. And he did a nice thing where he's just like, okay. Uh, and then he literally goes, well, um, he goes, I, I wish you the best with Brandon. Yeah, he lit. He couldn't have handled it better. Right. And then she said, so that's when he he doesn't even lose his temper. Then where he's just like, what do you want me to say, Julia? Like, yeah, this is it. And then like that all that just the whole thing is awkward and tense. Yeah. Well, like okay, so and there's a sequence too in the beginning of that. Where he goes, um, uh, sorry, I have it right here. Uh, where where she goes up and she goes, uh, her first. This is how she breaks up him. First word, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's like, "What do you mean?" And then she goes, uh, I, f- "I figured it out." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> See, yeah, and, she, and from that point, I don't have any problem with that. Like, well, I but, think- he, but she's constantly like, "I, I'm sorry." And he goes, well, "What are you sorry for?" And then she's like, "It's like it, it was really rough." And he goes, "What well, was rough?" And then she's like, I figure it out. And he's just like, okay, so what would you figure out? And then she goes, why are you being so mean to me right now? I know, God. She, that's just so shitty. And then he's so nice. He goes, okay, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out what the fuck you're talking about. Like, what are you How trying to tell me? How did those two ever wind up together? It's like the nicest person and the meanest person. Yeah. Like a true heartfelt guy and like heartless uh, lady. Like, yeah. 
Like she doesn't have. She really kind of lacking empathy too. I think, and then she fakes it and makes it about herself. And she's yeah. like, "You're being mean." It's like, what the fuck did he do? Right. And he's being the opposite of mean. He's being like understanding about you being truly awful. Right. And then I feel bad for him too because he's like, it feels like this happens to him a lot. Uh, probably because he kind of falls in love too quickly. And it's probably like kind of too much at, f- at first. Like kind of like maybe dial it back a little bit. But he's just like, this always happens to me. And he mentions multiple times throughout this episode is that like she likes dicks. Like she likes assholes. And eventually she he says at the end, like eventually she'll not want to be like that. But I won't be there, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I, this happens to me every time. I just try to stay true to my word and try to stay nice and try to be the better guy. And I always get shit on. Yeah. That's the last thing we say. And this whole song was about that too. Yep. <laughs> that poor fucking guy. I know. He's like, I'm writing a song about Julia right now. And he's like, please come back. Come please. in back. Come in back. And first, his first line is about how he's nice and what a bad decision that is to be nice. Yeah. But, I mean, how old is he? 28 or something? Yeah. It's like, you got to figure that out. At, yeah, man. You got to like, like 24. Bit, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. 24 is the cutoff for behaving like that. Come right. On. Yeah. I mean, or at least get a little bit of edge to you, you know, because that could, keeps people interested. If yeah, you're also, just a like, pure softy, yeah. don't expect the you're world s- to go your way. You're still shopping at Hot Topic, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's buying rings at yard sales and yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but honestly, and I hate that this is the way that life is, but like just pure hearted, soft people get destroyed. Oh, 100%. And it's not just in dating, it's in, you know, your, whatever your, uh, passion is in life your career your personal relationships your relationships with your family maybe like financial issues like like there there's no reason to be nothing but nice yeah like have a little edge you know yeah nobody wants to stick up for yourself a little bit yeah be ready to fucking fight for what you care about you know or or expect to lose every single thing you do and that's things i think i think a lot of times um the opposite your partner your partner wants to feel like fought for you know and i think that's the thing is yeah where he's just like i trust you go on a date and i'll be here waiting for you yeah jesus christ instead she probably was like no like the, we're we're making this work right yeah well it's the sort of thing is like if you're seeing someone male or female whatever uh your orientation or your gender if your partner says like uh i think i'm you know i'm gonna like you know see what it's like with this it's like if that's your understanding together, fine. Yeah. But if you think you're exclusive and you care about them, then be like, fucking no. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, go ahead. And when you come back, let's fucking, you and I should talk right away. Yeah. I mean, like, I would say, like, it. if I was Sheridan, I would have been like, okay, this, this girl clearly is confused. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And she, like... Is I think she's she's a little older. I mean, entertainment wise, she's a little older, and she's probably freaking out about not making it. So she, I think she's trying to use this as an opportunity. Ooh, good and point. And you can tell because like the first time we see them together, like the, in the beginning of the episode, uh, we see Julia talk to Sheridan, and then she goes, "Oh my god, I can't believe I got to sing in front of Kesha. I mean, <laughs> it's Kesha." <laughs> yeah. Yep. I would have been like, oh, yeah, name one song. Yeah. I, well, I would have said TikTok. That's true. Name, said, name her name, second song. I'd be like, I, listen, I'm out. 
<laughs> I was like, you win, you win. Yeah. Uh, you know what I would have done if I was Sheridan is uh, the minute they were out on the date, I would have gone to Savannah and been like, it should have always been me and you. Yeah. And then sing the song where he goes, I'm um, coming back. Coming. I'm coming to you, coming to you, <laughs> coming to you, coming to you. That sounds almost vulgar. And then, she, yeah, I know. It didn't say coming on you, coming on you. Oh, my God, John. I didn't say that. Um, you said that. Sorry to our listeners. Um, no, I, I honestly, like, why did, why did they never even consider that? I know. They would have both been able to stay. That's what I thought, too. I was like, I would have just fake it. Yeah. Just fake it and be like, oh, that's okay because I've always wanted to be with this. The producers are too good. They know when the love isn't real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get yeah, booted. Yeah, they're real good at that. Um, so <clears throat> we, uh, we're going to back up just a tad because – so before that, we also get a couple of other dates. Uh, do, you have any questions? do you have any comments on those dates, Blake? No, absolutely uh, just filler, I would say. Yeah, because they try to get Rudy and Chris on to go on a date. Well, they get Rudy and Chris to go on a date. That's the first date we see, which they're both pretty – like they're pretty very content. Chris is obviously extremely content with Bree. Uh, yeah, that that's one the strongest like- couple – that even as soon as they said that, I was like, okay, like this, I could just almost like check out for this. Like yeah. nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And then nothing happens. But we find out that Ryan goes on a date. Ryan's date, Natasha. And before all that happens, Natasha goes to Matt, who Rudy's seen, mm-hmm. and goes to uh, somebody else and has just been like, hey, let's make these, let's make our, uh, our, our, our girlfriend boyfriends very uh, jealous. I think Natasha's the only one who realizes she's on a competition yeah. reality yeah. show. Yeah, Everyone yeah. else is like, what? Yeah. Are we in love? Or should we sing now? Yeah. She's the only one who's like self-aware. Yeah. Like she's like, God, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like she's in like a lucid dream. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like playing people around her. We kind of figure out you're in a dream and you can start changing things if That's you want. That's a lucid dream, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I'm sorry, Blake. I was maybe explain it to people that know. <laughs> oh, sorry, folks. That's what a lucid dream is. Um, but it's like, yeah, she's like, she's the only one really playing the game. Everyone else is just like, I'll sing, you know, fall in love. Yeah. But she's like, I'm gonna just like kind of fuck around here yeah. and like do whatever will be fun for me or maybe helpful to me, beneficial yeah. to me. And later on, she pulls the ultimate cutthroat move. I know. Which is great, but so, be- but before that we yeah. get we get Chris that kind of drops everything right drops this this whole and you think everyone would figured out like been out of this kind of fantasy mode and been like oh we're in a game because he goes like we're shaking shit we're gonna shake things up we're gonna make you go on dates with other people I would have been like yeah this is clearly I don't even control who I get to date right yeah like you're in you're in a game and then when that happens he's like we're gonna switch things up we know it and then you can then Sheridan is so upset <laughs> and you can tell Chris kind of looks at him like. Hey, but this is this is this is yeah, gonna be kind of. I like, owe you one, pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll just uh, yeah. shoot me your SoundCloud. I'll, I'll check it out for she you. Says, so you two, uh, Julia and um, Brennan are going on a date. So Sheridan, you're going home tonight, right? Almost for sure. Yeah, because uh, like he, like he's he like because Chris is like, yeah. So um, some of you. Are gonna find out that maybe you're not really committed to each other. It's like he's talking to Sharon. He goes, "Some of you are gonna think jewelry maybe isn't so cute anymore." <laughs> Some of you, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That whole plot twist is like meant to break them up, right? So the other dates don't really shake up anything. They all kind of decide that they're gonna be friends, 
and hang out, which is kind of nice. I was kind of afraid that it uh, was. Yeah, it was sort of nice to see where you expect there to be nothing to for there to be nothing. Like if, there, yeah. if like a big shakeup happened there, it would have like I don't know, almost taken me out of the show. Like if yeah. Ru- imagine if Rudy and Chris like kissed, that would have changed everything. Chris Harrison? No, I know. <laughs> yeah, but imagine that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like, that would have been the craziest shakeup of all. What if, if Savannah two? gets in the car to drive off, and then Chris Harrison's just like. Where's this car going? Baby? Or like, what if he like, comes up on his like on his uh, Harley Davidson and he's like, "Want to ride my hog?" And then she jumps on. I am. So and sad. he throws her a leather jacket that fits her perfectly. I want to find Savannah on Instagram and uh, send her send her my love. I think that will work for you. <laughs> it always works out. It's worth. It. She deserves a nice guy like me. Yeah. Um. So all the drama happens. It all ends. Chris comes out the second time around. Basically, tell tell us what's going to happen. And uh, almost like a, he almost comes out and he's like, hey, maybe you guys, maybe I was right. Maybe you guys didn't really know. Each other. It basically, he's like the whole like, yeah. <laughs> welcome to my maze, rats. <laughs> yeah. I control where you go. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you guys oh, don't know what's going on. Oh, did true love prevail? Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe you don't really think. Oh, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, are you happy about this? It's like, maybe you guys don't really in touch enough to sing about love. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're going to sing these songs, how about you feel them, you know? <laughs> right. If you can't experience love, how can you talk about love? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't want you to read the lyrics. We want you to live them. Right. We saw Bradley Cooper's and Lady Gaga at the Oscars. We know what's really <laughs> behind <laughs> those words <laughs> he's like we want you guys off the deep end <laughs> watch as i dive in <laughs> and he just like starts uh, he does like a triple <laughs> triple flip and dives in the pool there's <laughs> <laughs> like harrison is fucking cool as shit dude. <laughs> he's like i was a national diver <laughs> I have three golds. What uh, what Olympics? Uh, 1926. Yeah. We're far from the shallow now. So. <laughs> and then he goes, you know, the sha-la-la-la-la-la-lo. And then he just starts going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, we get it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm sorry. I'm off the deep end right now. <laughs> Uh, speaking of deep end we see uh, that's my transition good perfect thank you that's why you're the king I got a good uh, analogy about this one too oh good no I'm done I'm done with those (laughs) no come on three for three let's see if we can hit three for three Uh, you know I was talking about today if you for the people listening to last week's episode I was watching uh, the show and I thought about my my best friend's wedding analogy and I was like that was really good that was great. Really? I don't remember. <laughs> I was just going to say, repeat it to me. I'm new, I'm normally about nine truly's in at this point. See, so. you never listen to me, Blake. This is why this is why this I'm gonna never work back out to all the because you never listen to me. Uh, yeah. Because you don't listen about me. You know why? Because you don't care about me. You know why you don't care about me? Because you don't listen to me. This isn't even gaslighting. This this just feels real. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people would listen to an hour fight between you and I, expecting that there'd be a huge payoff? 
And then it's just you storming off and then me ending the podcast. That's like what my other podcast is. <laughs> I have a movie review podcast that's just all fighting. Yeah, it's just you guys fight with each other. But you guys yeah. are funny about it. Oh, yeah. I think we're we're arguing, but it's funny. Yeah, because they know that there's love behind that. Yeah. Um. So this is when Natasha starts kind of like meddling a little bit. Because um, oh, yeah. this is in front of Julie and Brandon. She goes, Julia, earmuffs. And then Julia goes, okay. And then she does earmuffs, which I thought she was being silly about. But we find out later she legitimately was doing earmuffs. Yeah. I can't imagine a universe where I would be with the the girl I'm seeing, or even like a new relationship, like a couple dates in or something. And then someone's like, I have to ask her something. Earmuffs. I would be like, you want me to cover my ears (laughs) so you could ask my significant other a question in front of... And I don't get to hear it, but all of my like friends get to hear it that right. I live in a house with? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm not covering my fucking ears. She's How a- about you don't say your dumb <laughs> shit? Or wait till I leave the room like a fucking classy person. She didn't question it question it once. She goes right in there. We found out later she was doing it pretty good. She couldn't hear shit. You know what it is, is I feel like in that moment she's just like, Oh, I'll just be a cool girlfriend. <laughs> like I'll I'll just be a laid back girl. Uh, la, la, yeah. Oh yeah, I got we have nothing to hide, right, babe? And it's like she literally covers her ears and Natasha says, What? Like it what if Savannah had wanted to stay with you? <laughs> would would she be your pick? And he just goes like not <laughs> yeah. nods, nods confidently. Yeah, we're behind her. That's a perfect time to lie. Or just honestly not even lie. Lying would be the second best option. I think the best option would be like how fucking dare you, Natasha? <laughs> right. We've been through a lot, and you're trying to meddle here and, right. and get involved, and you know how I feel about you. Like, I, you could yeah. double down. Yeah. Especially if you're, like, a phony piece of shit like Brendan is. He could be like, hey, honey, uh, t- earmuffs off. Take your earmuffs off. <laughs> but then she's still sitting hear- there like this, and he has to, like, literally shake her, <laughs> where she's like, what? And then he's like, earmuffs off, earmuffs off. Is earmuffs a fucking thing? Isn't that just from old school? It's just from old school. I've never seen that in real life. <laughs> no. Or even another reality show. Yeah. No, I'd be yeah, I'd be like, honey, come on, take those earmuffs off. I <laughs> want you to hear this, and then I'd, I'd go, Natasha, I want you to hear this, and Julia to hear this, that she is the one that I chose, and nothing would have changed that. End of subject. Now let's fucking sing, bitch, and then, <laughs> and then go out and fucking crush it. Right. That would have changed the course of the, the whole, whole show. Yeah. Natasha would have been knocked out, maybe. Nah, she's got pipes of gold. Or open. Yeah, she does. Uh, it would have been great where he's just like, and there's not a single proof of anything on camera or film or anything. And then he, he looks at the camera and he goes, wink. <laughs> yeah. He goes, and then Julia's like, why'd you wink at the season. camera? Yeah. <laughs> Wait till the recap episode. And he goes, why? She goes, why'd you wink at the camera? And he goes, earmuffs, babe. And she puts the earmuffs on and he looks at everybody else, because I'm lying. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, everyone in this room, earmuffs. And then she goes, I wasn't doing real earmuffs, you idiots. <laughs> I love the idea of being like, all right, everyone earmuffs right now. I need to talk to the producer. That's just him and Chris Harrison like yelling at each other. There's like eight people with earmuffs on. Everyone's like, I wonder what those guys are. <laughs> if I didn't have these damn earmuffs on, I would know. You think, what would Chris say? Like, that actually works when you ask people to do that? <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, wow, there's a bunch of idiots on the show. Huh? He's like, I usually, what I do, if I don't want to hear anything, is I take a gun and I shoot it right outside each of their eardrums until they lose their, oh <laughs> until they lose, until they lose their, their, their hearing for at least six weeks. It, it generally works. That works too. Yeah. It works pretty well too. I think, uh, I like your, I like the cut of your jib, my friend. <laughs> this whole, uh, uh, this from this point on, it proves that Natasha is the only smart person on the show. Yeah, because first of all, 
Julia should not have put earmuffs on. <laughs> only a child would do that. Right. And only a child in a, a movie called Old School. <laughs> right. Not a real child would be like, I'm not going to cover my ears. Yeah. Like, and I, you, you know how hard you have to press your remember, ears in there for you to not really hear anything? I do kind of remember my dad being like, Blake, go over there. And then he'd like have like his like locker room talk yeah. <laughs> with like my uncle and my his friends. And I would like I would have to like pretend to leave and I would hear things I didn't understand. Yeah, you still hear it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. But I, if he was like, cover your ears, I'd be like, no. <laughs> One time I- or I would just pretend to. What what human adult would be like? Oh, earmuffs. Okay, honey. La 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 la. I don't want to hear what you have to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I'm gonna obey my my new boyfriend or not right. even my new boyfriend. My friend. Yeah, there's who some wants girl to ask I just boyfriend, met who's oh trying to God. win a competition over me. That makes it even weirder. Like if you were on like a third date with a girl and then her friend was like, "I've got a question for you, so you cover your ears." Jonah, you'd be like, uh, I think I will just leave. Yeah, I got a, I got bad vibes I feel about like this. I need to know this. Yeah, or I'd be like, what? It, I, I'm like, this is gonna bother me now. Right. But Julia just gets over it. Do you think? Do you think like she's like, I gotta ask you a question, and then she's like, Julia earmuffs, and then while Julia's doing the earmuff thing in her head, she's like, Oh my god, they're planning my birthday. That's in six months. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe that's how much he cares about me already. I know. Well, maybe she didn't like naively think. Like they're, he's going to say something sweet about me now. Yeah, but she should know better than that. Yeah, and also he is such a dumb asshole for responding <laughs> right behind her. Like, to why is everyone who... involved an idiot yeah. except for Natasha? She's <laughs> she's playing them all, right, right? And then she expertly drops a fucking nuclear bomb from all of this. Afterwards. And also, what's the first thing she did two weeks ago? She she walks in and instantly she's like, Trevor, the one, the <laughs> wait, tre- was it Trevor? What's his name? It doesn't matter. But she's like, oh, you mean the guy that cheats on his girlfriend? Wait, that was Natasha too? Yeah, it was Natasha. Holy shit. Yeah. I completely forgot that was also her. She, yeah, she's so been she, manipulating shit since day one. Wow. Yeah. Man, I I don't know why I forgot that was her. I was thinking that was like Rudy or something. No. No, no that was her. That You're yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. She's like, that's when she goes. And then, um, well, Trevor's out on a date. Trevor what? Trevor from... Yeah. Trevor from American Idol. Yeah, season two. <laughs> Five years ago. Five years ago. He only made it till six the sixth episode. Yeah. He he auditioned for American Idol. That Trevor. Right. Well he cheated. That was born on Elm Street. He cheated on Street. his girlfriend four girlfriends ago, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone can trust him. Yeah. No, that's so that, that I I totally slept on that. So I'm glad you reminded me that that was her. Yeah. So obviously she's always up to something. She's playing the game. I like. I have more respect for her now than ever because she knows yeah. she, this is a competition show. Yeah, she has probably the best. It's her and Rudy. She's the most talented. One. I can't Rudy's wait to see how good. she stabs Rudy in the back because it's going to come down to those two. Mm-hmm. They seem to kind of get along. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Wow. Well, what? You still I mean, this is just even wilder than I remembered. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, so, so, oh, by the way, so this, uh, the earmuff thing reminded me of something when I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you or even on the podcast. When I, I grew up in like a lake town in, uh, called Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. It's in Wisconsin. I know Oconomowoc. Yeah. 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 And so this is back when like, there wasn't really a blockbuster in town, like the blockbuster 20 minutes away. So there's like a little like mom and pop, like video rental place. Mm -hmm. And we went that 
there. I don't know what we read, and I forget. But then he was like telling my mom, "This is kind of a little adult for your son." And my mom didn't give a shit. She's just like, "Um, you know, we'll decide that or whatever." And then he was like, "You know, what a, a good tip that I always suggest parents doing is you put a paper bag over their head uh, whenever there's something kind of uh, adult happening." <laughs> Of my cat. So always have that. that and then he goes, the biggest pervert in town. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, and then he literally is like, well, but you can't, it can't be a single bag. There's got to be like at least four in there so he can't hear also. What? Yeah. The video store guy said yeah. this? He said that. And my mom Jesus. was like, okay. And then walked out and was like, that guy is crazy. <clears throat> and that's when we started driving 30 minutes to Blockbuster. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What's more fucked up letting your kids see some. Like action scenes and yeah. some maybe some partial nudity. I think or... it was for True Lies. No, I would have been too old for that. True Lies but, is fairly pretty tame. I know, but there's a one part where Jamie Lee Curtis has like a little strip tease. Yeah, but just not not nude though. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, you I think he did that, and then he walked away, and then obviously his wife was working there. And he goes, "Hey, Maude, saved another one." Yeah, well, I mean, I bet you he thinks that, but like, yeah. what? And I, I propose this to our, uh, <laughs> to our listeners. What, which kid ends up more fucked up there? Jonah, who gets to see the R-rated movie, <laughs> right. which is a masterpiece, by the way, True Lies, goes on to be a podcaster and a movie fanatic. Yeah, or the kid who has a bag put <laughs> on his head at a young age. Right, like just don't show the movie at all. Right. But I think that's too strict. But in any case, yeah, don't put bags on your children's heads. God. There's okay. really people like that out there. Side question. Do you think that getting into an R-rated movie is easier or harder than what it was when we were kids? Um, It seems easier, but I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't see the world through like a 13-year-old's eyes anymore. Really? You dress like one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good roast. Um, I'm wearing your sweater right now, asshole. I know, it looks nice on you. Uh, Jonah gave me a bunch of clothes that he didn't want. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, you stepped up my house and I said you could take these with you. Yeah, he gave me some nice <laughs> stuff. Uh, in any case, uh, it seems like it would be easier now in Chicago, especially. I grew up in Evanston where uh, think, uh, things in the suburbs seem a little more conservative. Tighter. They're just tighter. Um, like the manager was probably a guy in like his 30s. Yeah. And the employees are probably like local kids, uh, teenagers to college kids. Um, and the, it was more strictly enforced and probably less less uh, foot traffic yeah, or less uh, attendees, I guess. But there's also like a lot less nudity in movies now. Oh, good point. So I wonder, now it's just kind of like violence. Nobody really gives a shit about that, really. They should. What I did, and I'm sure you did too, and like everyone, is like you you could buy a ticket for a PG-13 movie, right? And then just sort of look around. That was on the same. I would look at all the the box, not the box scores, but I look at all the. Remember, you used to call a movie phone, and you have to wait for the movie you wanted. You're like, come on, yeah, yeah. I would I would go in the newspaper, smart, and it listed all the times. I remember doing that like religion. Even if I wasn't going to the movie that night, I was like. Hmm. People are off to see. Uh... You just like licking your fingers, open up a, open up a. <laughs> yeah. your, your mom's coming home and you have like a little hot chocolate. Looks like a coffee. No, I really would. I'd be like, people are going to see Die Hard Two at nine p.m. tonight. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I wish I could go, but yeah, I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah, I do miss the like I fantasize about walking to the movie. <laughs> Can't wait till I'm an adult and I can walk into Die Hard Two. Yeah, but I I would uh, when I was around around thirteen 
is when I started doing this. It was probably way too young, or maybe even like twelve. Jesus, but we'd buy tickets for the PG thirteen movie, and we were like little. We were like little, you know, yeah. we were little kids at that point. And then you just sort of like slyly walk around till you don't see an attendant, and you just like, run into like, the movie. Yeah, and it's nice and dark in there. Yeah, if it's sort of an off hour, you have like your own row of seats. It's like it was the easiest crime in the world, and my, it's not. A, I wouldn't even say it's a crime. I I bought a ticket. Right. I just saw something else. My mom would walk in and then buy like if it was like me and like two of my friends, so three of us, she'd buy uh, three tickets, uh, and then she would basically hand it to us, and she's like, have fun, and like, we'll just, like, and I'll pick you up in two be, hours. The guy behind the car would be like, you're going to put bags on those kids' heads, or what? <laughs> 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 this is Oconomowoc. Yeah. <laughs> put like, you can see the movie, but you got to have a bag over your head. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be th- In Oconomowoc, they actually, they actually would pause the movie <laughs> and then put, like, an overlay of, uh, okay, <laughs> mothers, put your bags on, <laughs> then would move back. <clears throat> Bags dropped from the ceiling like on an airplane. <laughs> I also miss I miss sneaking in the movies. Did you do that a lot? Um, I'm not proud of this, but I used to buy. Uh, I used to do double features all the time, where I buy a ticket for a movie, yeah. I'd watch it, and then I would I would look at how long the movie was, right, and see what, yeah, and then I'd immediately walk into another movie. And a couple of times, me and my buddy Pat Hicks would see three movies. <laughs> I've gotten four at the most, and so I won't I won't name names, but I thought about doing. You just that. named a name. Well, Pat Hicks and I did that, but we were kids. Okay. Uh, recently, a, a Chicago comic and I were talking about seeing two movies in one night, and he's like, that sounds great. And I was like, all right, well, um, I got the tickets for uh, the first movie. And he's uh, and he's like, you know, you could just Venmo me or, or buy me a drink or whatever. And then he's like, well, I'll get tickets for the second movie. And I was like, no, no, no. We're not buying tickets <laughs> for the second movie. What the hell? And then he's like, okay. And then it, we got to like an hour before the movie, and he's like, you know, I really don't feel comfortable really? seeing that second movie. So, like, it, that one's on me. And I was like, no, no, no. What? Like, yeah. the, the movie's playing either way. And then he convinced me that it is a crime. But it's like... It's like a silly crime. It's a silly crime. And so it's like, movies are like 15 bucks nowadays. So I'm not yeah. proud of it, but, like, I do that sometimes, you know? It's like when you go to a candy store. And you just I like, haven't really done it in years, but I used to do that all the fucking oh, time. Oh, I used to do it every Sunday. Yeah. I, yeah, it was great. I and it that. seems like a movie theater should have that deal where it's like, unless it's sold out... If you buy a ticket and you're in here, well, so keep buying. Just, well, just hang condiments. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hang. Out. Yeah, I'll buy popcorn and shit. Yeah, but just hang out. Everything's overpriced here. Every yeah. single thing is overpriced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie tickets should not. But be I feel like the assigned seating. I was like, touche, touche, you guys. Assigned seating. But nice. even then, it's like if no one bought seats E nine and E ten, let us go and sit yeah. in there. I've been a couple movie movies where like there's kids like where I would have snuck in as much as I could, like fourteen, fifteen. In my seats, and I'm just like you rascals. And then I, <laughs> and then I, I don't, I'm too afraid to like even confront them. I'll just go to another. Oh yeah, well I'll tell you spot. Uh, and then people of, give me eyes. I'm like they took my seat. We're off on a tangent. Here, chaos. But right one now. of my biggest pet peeves ever is um I I mean a diehard Chicago Bulls fan, <clears throat> Bears fan, and White Sox fan. So if I'm at a game, it for the Bears are always sold out, yeah. even if the team sucks. The Bulls are usually like the lower seats are sold out, so no one could even sneak down there if they wanted to. Uh, but once in a while, like you'll get a bull, you'll be at a Bulls game and just be like, let's just sit here. Yeah. And then if it's like before halftime, I get it. You you showed up with your ticket, but you'll two like fucking rich ass businessmen will show up in the fourth quarter and be like, you're in our seats. Yeah. And it's like you don't care about this team. <laughs> you don't care about this city. Get the fuck out of here, man. I know every player's name. I know their stats. Like you're you just want your seat because you. 
you think you're entitled to it because well, you, they paid for it. But the, by the fourth quarter, I thought they, this story was going to go a little different. No, 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 I but, thought you were going to be the one being like, I go to get a hot dog, I come <laughs> out, and there's some no, no, asshole no. in my seat. No, no, no. But let me explain. It isn't that those are the only two seats. There will be two seats like uh, just to the right of yeah. me or just behind me. And the fact that they even point out like these are our two and yeah. the game's almost over, I fucking hate it. Yeah. Because it's just like, no, no, no. I get that you paid for these seats. They're rightfully yours. But you're going to honestly make the point to have me get up yeah. because you spent the money. Yeah. You missed the whole game. It's a power move. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I'll always just be like, you got it, pal. Missed a hell of a game. Or I'll say something sucky. Like, <laughs> or I'll be like, you got it, pal. I'll be like, how's the team looking this year to you, you fucking phony piece of shit? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a big pet peeve of mine. And at the White Sox games, it's even worse because. What if someone was like, I'm sorry, my wife's in the hospital. <laughs> that don't come at all. Yeah, but she said, I said, I'm not going to come. And she goes, I want you to go. You have to understand the fourth quarter basketball game is 12. It's a 12 minute quarter. Yeah, but the so last it, three minutes last forever. Yeah, it'll last 25 minutes, maybe yeah. half an hour. But it's like, d- d- just stay by your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, watch it in the hospital with her. My dad had tickets to the Super Bowl when I was born. I wonder if anyone listening agrees with me or if I'm if I'm the jerk here. But I think it's like I bought a ticket, too. I just happened to sit down. Oh, you just happened. Well, I went, I just to, so happened I went to, to a better seat because I care about the view and there were a bunch of empty seats around. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So then for someone to be like, hey, this is my seat. And then the White Sox is even worse because the White Sox are one of the uh, worst attended teams in baseball. Really? For attendance. Because the Cubs are bigger. It's same as like Midway Airport. Yeah. Does not compare to O'Hare because the attendance is way better. For Cubs games. I'm sorry for this tangent. <laughs> but so the White Sox are, are my baseball team. They've been my favorite team since I was a little kid. Uh, but the, a lot of times, like, there'll be open seats, like, right by the field. Yeah. And if I, you know, I maybe I can only afford a $20 seat, which is up in the bleachers. But then I'll sort of wander down with my friend and we'll sit in where there are hundreds of open seats <laughs> around there. And we'll just be like, let's just sit here. It's fine. Yeah. And then you'll... It's always the one. You'll get dudes come down. I mean, and sometimes you'll see multiple people being like, hey, we're going to sit here now. And they've been, like, been at the bar the whole time yeah, or yeah. they showed up to the game late. And it's just like, let the fucking kids sit there, you know? Yeah, you're not kidding anymore. No, I don't. <laughs> well, me, now I can afford decency. <laughs> but I'm talking about me as, like, in, in, like, college. Yeah, yeah. And and I still... It still drives me crazy where yeah. it's just like... Just because you have that seat number, like, look around. Yeah. You know? I, I apologize for this rant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm realizing how little to do with the past. Some people are... What even it, got us on this? Uh, movies. Yeah. Some people are, like, <laughs> fucking losing shit right now, being like, I fucking hate when I have to show up to a game late. I'm already frustrated that I'm, I'm late and I miss all the shit. And some jackass no. is in my seat and then condescendingly tells me, how's the team looking this year? Oh, man. I... <clears throat> yeah. I say it real aggressive too, and they say anything, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> God, you're such a Southsider. Yeah, but you're not. You're a Northsider. It's weird. Uh, my family's all from the South. Okay. Can I? Okay, so uh, we're gonna move back to the movies, and we're gonna move back to the show. Okay. I'm gonna tell you my little secret. When I was a, a shitty middle school, like high school kid, no money. You know, your mom's. My mom would like pay for, uh, like a like a small popcorn I didn't get refills on or whatever. Yeah. So I would, <laughs> this sounds gross, but it's a brilliant idea. I would go, or maybe other people do it. I would go to the garbage and I'd take out the, the freshest big popcorn or the free refills. And then I'd go up to the counter and I'd say, uh, I, I'd say, can I get a refill? And they go for sure. And I go, you know, I'm sorry. I found a hair in this. Can I get a brand new bucket too? And they're like, of course. And I get a brand new bucket. Yeah, Cause popcorn is like worthless. 
But to me, it's worth everything. No, I know, but like the, we're talking about Fat Jonah. The he, cost, it was the most important. What I'm thing. saying is the uh, the upside. Yeah. Or, or what is what is that called? The uh, upside, right? In with, like business the, with Kevin Hart. <laughs> no. Like, what's a business term? Like the upsell, up, upselling, upsell, so, yeah. upselling. Yeah. Uh, like popcorn to make costs almost nothing, right? But they could sell a giant one for like nine dollars. Yeah. And it's like that's literally cost them a dollar to make. Yeah. At less than a dollar, like fifty cents. So they were happy to abide by you. It's a little gross, but I would do the same thing. That's a, that's a cool <laughs> it's a smart idea. I'm going to do it. Like, Not one thing. I didn't eat all the used. I can't wait for already. movie theaters to open up again so I could sit in someone else's seat and steal popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I, one time I ordered, uh, I, I told my friends, I'll get the stuff. And I did my little popcorn deal, but then I ordered two sodas. And I was wearing a starter jacket at the time. And people don't know what a starter jacket is. It's a pullover jacket that had like a sports team Very on cool it in the With 90s. a big pouch in front. Yep. And I ordered these sodas and I... Because I was a fat kid, I ordered all this shit. So I had a big thing of popcorn. I had my soda. They didn't have a tray left. I didn't know what to do. And I looked at my pouch and I said, brilliant idea. And I put I put them in my pouch and I kind of like leaned it up and I kind of moved around a little bit. I'm like, they're, they're good. They're safe. And then I started walking, waddling more at that point in my life. And the way I was waddling, one soda shifted in front and one shifted in back. So they fell over and they opened up and it filled my pouch <laughs> full of soda and I had to sit in the theater with a pouch full of soda. Well, well, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Well, because you could have just emptied it out, right? It's a pullover jacket. <laughs> you kept some soda in your pouch. I, I couldn't pull it over my head because it would fall out. So then I had to go yeah. home, and my mom made me go in the, uh, in the bathroom, and I had to pull it out over my head, and it spilled everywhere all over me. It seems and like it was you cherry could have just gone to the bathroom and poured it. No, out. I would have had a like those pouches were pretty airtight in there. I had a I would have to poke a hole in it for it to spew out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Wow, what a tangent! So I was definitely a Sheridan back then. We lost all our listeners. <laughs> no, I was definitely a Sheridan back then. Um, so okay, so okay, so then sorry, I'm gonna edit all that out. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. It's just too much work. So so uh, Tasha confront. To switch to the show now just seems ridiculous, right? Well, yeah, but we gotta we got we gotta wrap it. So Tasha uh, then confronts Julia about it. Mm -hmm. She goes, "You remember the whole earmuff thing?" And then she's like, "Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah." Remember when I told you to put earmuffs in and you literally did like a (laughs) fucking idiot, right? And she's like, "Yeah, (laughs) yeah." You can almost hear Chris in the background go, "No fucking way." No, that's another one where it's like everything. Everyone involved is so stupid, except for Natasha, because like Julia shouldn't be in there. Like ah, now, I feel so connected to. Yeah. It's like someone's gonna fucking tell you the truth here. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you, you're begging for it, right? And right like Brandon you, didn't know it was gonna happen, right? And like right before you perform, like I'm, I might get some bad news, so maybe I'll just like sit by myself, right? And focus on the song, right? It's just so foolish. And I said Natasha's like, I got something I gotta tell you. Yeah. And then she confronts Brandon, and Brandon's like, she's like, Natasha told me something <laughs> when I was doing the earmuffs. The truth came out. Yeah. And he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, he plays dumb so not well. What do you mean? Well, yeah. What are you talking about? I think he doesn't even really realize what's going on. He's like, I have to sing. I don't care who the fucking lady with yeah. me is. But let's just fucking He dates do her it. yesterday and starts calling her baby already. Baby, what do you babe? But he was calling Savannah baby too. He's sweeter, it's called sweetie. Yeah, sweetie and baby, those are the names. Yeah, that's it. He's like, I was getting along with baby pretty good, but things are going good with, <laughs> with sweetie. sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> How do I decide? Yeah, 
I might go with the... <laughs> like, that's good, but, like, I had this new thing I'm having with love stuff. And, uh, <laughs> love stuff. <laughs> love stuff. Love stuff. Like, love stuff over HP here? HP love stuff. Yeah, HP. <laughs> yeah, HP love stuff. She's a scholar. She's, She's writing, just, like, like cool, like, uh, like existential horror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of into that now. Yeah. And, like, I mean, those are all good, but then, like, I also like uh, Cutie Pie. Um, <laughs> it's, like, one of my one of my favorites. <laughs> and then if, I will always go for Bubby Wubby, but <laughs> we got a long history. Me and Bubby Wubby have a huge history. I don't like that. <laughs> it's, like... But I, I don't know. I'm just upset because my Gam Gam died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she reminds me of my bubbler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out he's Jewish. Yeah, right. It's like like that, but I mean, I still got my pop pop around, which is nice. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, but uh, I pop is still around. That's my uh, <laughs> that's my <laughs> my Cuban lover. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you just stared at me angrily. <laughs> no, I'm not. I was waiting for you to start something. Um, so then she gets all upset. She's like, how dare you? This is so so upset. So I was blaming everybody. And then uh, the contest starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that it gets right into the singing there because it's like, it's like, oh, shit, this is going to totally affect Julia. But then in the back of my head, I was like, maybe Julia will double down on the cutthroat or like go back with at Natasha with the cutthroat and be like, I'm going to sing my fucking heart out. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking fake it. With right. this guy who I know doesn't give a shit about me, but I'm going to sell that we're like madly in love. Like I, right. I thought she'd pull a maneuver like that. She tries, though. She doesn't so, pull it off. No. I think she tries a little bit. And uh, Brendan literally is just singing, <laughs> like looking, looking the other way. Well, he's too busy stepping on tax. <laughs> I mean, they. it's true. Like they, The show is teaching me about chemistry between singers <laughs> because they really had no chemistry. No. You know? And to the point where they couldn't have even started faking it. No. Halfway through. It's crazy because she's like really trying to connect. But then when she did it with Sheridan, she didn't connect at all. And he was like madly in love with her while he was singing. Yeah. And then she and then it's funny because later on when she complains that they said that they had literally no chemistry, like uh, even um, uh, Tony Braxton was like, it looked like like you guys are arguing and she's like trying to fix it with you. Yeah. And then that's when she goes, when Julie, Julia goes, they said that we were like the best ones last time. Yeah. And I'm like, they actually didn't. They also said that you weren't connecting with him, but he was trying to connect with you. But they got good marks on their singing, right? Her and, I think they her did. and Sheridan. Yeah, they did okay. Yeah. I feel Julia just seems a little flat to me. Uh, her voice isn't all that like interesting. Like She's right. naturally talented, but like when you compare her to Natasha, it's just like, come on. Oh, and yeah. I, uh, what's her name? Fucking uh, Rudy. Rudy, yeah. who I don't like, but I gotta admit, maybe the best voice on the show. Yeah, I would say Natasha's probably the the like. She definitely has the strongest it, voice. It's down to those two. Yeah, Rudy can get a little breathy. I think. Yeah, I think Rudy, Rudy with the right song, I think could bury anybody. Yeah, I think we'll so too. See. We'll see. Yeah, Chris comes out, and then he's basically like he's introducing the show. He says, uh, "Tonight we have another uh, another night of." Uh, some of the most famous singers. Uh, I think he said he said before that at one time one of the most famous singers, <laughs> Tony Braxton, <laughs> yeah. yeah, who hasn't aged a bit. She looks amazing. She looks incredible. And she was one of my first like crush. I think I said that on a previous episode. Yeah, like, she was one of my first crushes. 
on Break My Heart, still one of my favorite love songs. Yeah. And that music video stayed with me because the song sounds like it's about a, a breakup and wait, wanting someone to come back to you. Yeah. But then you watch the music video, it's like, no, he died in a motorcycle crash. <laughs> wait, that's what Have happened? you seen that video? Yeah. No. Okay, well, now I'm sad. Oh, man. It, and it, it, that, like, I remember loving the song. It used to be on um, uh, WGCI and uh, B96 here in Chicago yeah. when I was like probably 10 years old. So you're a 10 year old being like, unbreak my Yeah. Oh, I was a hopeless romantic. And um, and then I saw the music video and I was like, oh, the guy just fucking crashed his motorcycle. <laughs> that's the worst when you hear like, <laughs> and oh, I think that's it's so sad. It's a big actor too that is the motorcycle guy. I, I forget who. Like Tom Sizemore? No, okay. You think Sizemore and Braxton <laughs> would time? make him? No, it's um. I'll look it up. I'll I'll say it next episode. But we also have Rachel and Brian, who uh, Rachel was my personally one of my favorite Bachelorettes. That was from a few seasons ago, and she, <clears throat> in a very controversial way, she chose Brian, who when he came out, I was like, somebody got hotter. Hello, uh, he looks very good. <laughs> he looks really hot. <laughs> he looks super hot. Um, uh, and uh, he like kind of filled out his face a little bit in a good way. Uh, like he, like you know, put on that relationship ship way, but where it's like that looks better on you, and you should keep doing that. Uh, All right, his face got fatter. Good. <laughs> but they were like that. Her choice on that, everyone kind of shit on her, but it ends up they're together and they're seem very much in love. I like him a lot. Um, and then Andy Kramer, I don't know who that is. No idea. I think he's a country song singer. I mean, he must be because I've never heard. Of him. I mean, he's a Swifty. We find that out. Yeah, is that a term? I thought it was like Swiftaholics. On the Taylor head. Mm, I thought it was just reasonable human being. <laughs> he doesn't love her. Yeah, I know. So Although I will say I didn't really know the song that they sang. You didn't? I knew that. I knew that song. I maybe I've heard it, but that's not one of her giant hits that I know and love. I think it's a pretty big hit. Really? Yeah. I must have just messed it though. Yeah. Um well first we get Rudy and Matt and they see Tennessee Whiskey. Uh, love that song. Yeah. Chris Stapleton is fucking so good. Chris Stapleton like got me. It's Chris Stapleton, right? Uh, I think so. I don't. Uh, know. I don't like. I. I just. I've gone through his like catalog a little bit. Uh, that song and a few others. Uh, it makes me like country music again. It's like the yeah. re. Like I. I love Stapleton and I love that song. As many times as I've heard it, that is like one of the best love songs ever. It's a great song. I would say like, I don't know if you listen to this, Blake, but there is a live. Uh, Singing that song where he he does a duet with Justin Timberlake that's really good. Have you heard really? That? Yeah, it's really good. I liked it. I personally liked it. They sing it to each other. Well, they don't sing it to each other, but they like kind of they sing it together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would yeah. I would love that. I love Justin Timberlake. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, everyone agrees the that they're him. fantastic. I mean, we're gonna go through this pretty quick. Then we get mm-hmm. uh, Jamie and Trevor come out. Um, they sing uh, like I'm gonna lose you. That's a, that's a John uh, Legend song. Yeah. Somebody else. I knew the song, but I didn't know who said John Legend and Megan Trainer. Yes. Who's from all about that bass lady. Really? That's her? Right? I don't know. <laughs> I might be wrong. This is embarrassing for both of us. <laughs> Jamie's so nervous. She's freaking out. Uh, everyone is basically like, even Tony Braxton, like, <laughs> he goes, he goes, she goes to Brian, who's kind of a dumb dumb, but he's like real nice. And she goes, uh, does that girl seem nervous to you? Or does, uh, does she seem nervous to you? And then he's like, uh, the girl? And she's, and Tony Braxton's like, okay. Kind of goes back. Kind of goes back. She's like, everybody here loves me and they don't know like you at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, man. 
you know, to want to aspire to be a singer, I don't think it's like her. I don't think it's in the cards. If you can't rise to occasion like that, like you have, you have all the decks stacked for you in a situation like that. Uh, yeah, but also twenty one. True. And clearly, the nerves, the nerves can be shaken off. We know that as comedians, like, yeah. like I didn't start at twenty one. I started way later than that. But if I had started at twenty one, I'd imagine I'd be so much better now, and I would be so much more nervous then. Yeah. So I don't know. I think she has the voice. She has to realize that it isn't. There's nothing. Um, like I feel like sometimes people lean into how nervous they are almost because they think it's like endearing. Yeah. And I, I feel bad accusing her of that, but I've known people personally that do that. Yeah. And it's just like, shut up. Like, think, like do this or don't. It sounds like she's like, put- there's, there's there's another person waiting right behind you. Yeah. Like if you're not cut out for this, shut up. I don't want to hear how nervous you right. are. This isn't for everybody. But yeah. it almost feels like she's playing it up. And then getting in her own... It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, she's like, I'm going to get so nervous. And then she does. And then it's like, well, you fucked up a bit because you were all nervous. But I also, that being said, I would say I think she still sounded okay. I think she did, too. I didn't... I didn't. To me, she didn't... I mean, I don't... We don't know anything about singing, but I, I don't... I mean, yeah, she definitely had nerves, but I wouldn't say she, like, We failed. don't know anything about seeing, <laughs> singing. Speak for yourself, pal. Are you going to sing your number again? I... Uh, <laughs> Never mind. I mean, what if I just belted out a beautiful song? <laughs> I didn't have it in me. No, I mean, yeah, you're a know. lyricist. We all we know don't that. Have yeah, we know you're a lyricist. I'm a I'm a lyricist. I don't, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. I don't I don't sing the songs. I just write hits, baby. Do you think if it was like a song about warning somebody about somebody else's charms, <laughs> you would belt that thing? I'm gonna I'm gonna get in touch with Savannah and see if she wants to do a duet with me. What if you, What if you just wrote her that line that line in your song, and then she was like. Oh my god! Like, She'd be like I could have used this on the show dealing with Brendan. Is this an Elton John song? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is Elton John like a emo high school kid? All of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Are you quoting Dashboard Confessional to me right now? I will. If anyone knows Savannah from the show, by the way, I, I really am going to try to get in touch with her because um, I love her more than ever. Yeah, yeah. So your heart's your heart's reaching out for her, and she's single based on what I saw on TV last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was taped. Uh, I don't think she's gonna be single for very long. Uh, I hope not for her sake, but for my sake. And Blake, okay, man to man, she's a yoga instructor. Can you handle that? Oh, I've dated yoga instructors before. <laughs> I've dated yoga students before. Dink. <laughs> <laughs> <Dink>. <laughs> Just wink at me again. Dink. I know. Uh, I know some yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I know people. I've dated girls that have done yoga a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I know girls that know the word yoga. I did kind of go out with a yoga instructor years and years ago. Yeah, it was before yoga was popular. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she almost ruined the whole sport. No, it doesn't make any sense. When my uh, my <laughs> so my dad likes dating like eccentric girls, and uh, <clears throat> he did before uh, my Russian stepmom that he bought online. Irina, uh, he dated this girl who was great. We're um, getting all the way into it, huh? huh? <laughs> We're all the way into this. Huh? Yeah, yeah. She was great, right? <clears throat> I liked her a lot, and uh, she was kind of like eccentric. She like would claim that she like was this like upcoming movie star in the seventies, and she supposedly dated Jack Nicholson and like all these people. Like she claimed to live with. I'm hun- sure she dated Jack Nicholson. Yeah, well, she for a couple hours. <laughs> she she claimed to live with she claimed to live with Hunter S. Thompson. Like this is what she would claim, right? Yeah. 
and like we i saw as good as it gets with her and she's like this is so jack jack is just <laughs> like this oh my god I yeah and then she like was into one thing she was that is true is she was into yoga like kind of early on like when it first came uh like in the what, 70s or 80s whatever <clears throat> and she's like you know she taught and you know she looked fantastic you know all these things and then when my dad passed away uh she showed up in her she showed up at the funeral uh in her yoga gear because she just got done teaching a class oh my god yeah she's real sweaty <laughs> and then she could just had to talk about how like i just had this class and i had to do it and i just I, I just needed to like get my chakras right before i could come here like she was like so yeah sure that, that makes sense yep and i was like this is my dad's life this is interesting <laughs> you could have been my mom in fact you guys are engaged i remember that <clears throat> uh she's that girl that when she she had a kid and I don't know how you feel about this. Like as an adolescent, I like, I like I visited her, went to her house. She like was very nice and cooked cooked us dinner, and then went to her bathroom and she had nothing but like naked portraits of her pregnant, all over the bathroom. How do you feel about that? It's beautiful. Obviously, a woman's body's. Oh. That it was her place. Yeah, but it was like in the, it was like in the public bathroom. She lived with. Your dad at the time? No, it was when she lived by herself. <laughs> oh, well, that is weird. <laughs> yeah, and it was like it wasn't like in her bathroom in her bedroom. I get people hanging up like uh, I used to be more prude about this, but like people with like nude like like portraits or paintings yeah. or whatever. Like I when I was a little younger, I was like, I mean, yeah, I don't need to see a naked yeah. person. You feel kind of like giggly, like. <laughs> but I think now I've learned to like appreciate art a bit more. So like, yeah. if someone has like a naked painting of themselves or of some usually it's of somebody else that yeah. makes more sense but if it's photographs of yourself that's a little but if you went much. to my bathroom in the public i only have one right now but let's say at a bigger place and i had like a bathroom that kind of everybody uses and then i had like my own private bathroom mm-hmm. you go in the private you go in the bathroom that everybody uses and there's just like black and white photos of me naked being like oh yeah, I'd like, be like, Jonah, these should really be in your private bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes Hope sense. I hope it don't sound like an asshole, but to me, I was just like so like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. It seems like kind of like, you know. I think it's odd. Yeah. Because if, if, if it was like a nude, like another nude model, like yeah. male or female or whatever, it's like. That's it, fine. That's kind of artful. You, yeah. When it's you, it's like, what does she like doing? Like going in there, like washing her hands and being like. Oh, yeah, look how great my <laughs> butt looks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it seems. uh it's an interesting choice when it's photos of yourself. Yeah. Like that even being like, said, I have the same thing. <laughs> I know. I've noticed. That's why I brought this up. I brought this up for you to take those down. <laughs> Mine's in, uh, all over the walls of my bedroom. Well, it's weird because you like are wearing a pregnant suit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just out of shape for a while. That's <laughs> before quarantine. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that was a, a story that didn't turn out that well for me. <laughs> <laughs> Another tangent just when he thought we were done. Uh, then we see Chris and Bree, who kind of, I, I think, A, crush it. They kind of tear the house down. Inspirational for, for me. That's the Taylor, the Taylor Swift song. Yeah, and uh, they they truly, um, they're selling their love, you know. Mm-hmm. It's believable, and I, you know, I fully believe it. And um, it's inspiring. They really hit it off. I feel like they would have... If those two had met outside of a reality show, I'd like to believe it would still be as pure as it is. Yeah. It feels as pure as it could get for a reality TV show. Well, as soon as they're done singing, they say, I lo- she says, I love you to him. Yeah. That was very touching. During their song, I watched the second time I watched it, I teared up a little bit. Boy, oh boy, for a, 
old Blakey boy sitting alone in his apartment in Edgewater in quarantine. One uh, <laughs> weed edible <laughs> and yeah. six white claws in. That hit me, baby. Is this Edgewater? Yeah. What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I almost got you. <laughs> I'm right by the... No, never mind. Uh, don't. I was trying to fuck with you. Um, <laughs> everybody saw it. Everybody like everybody like just like loved it. I mean, Tony was like Braxton. We we'll call her Tony because I've been friends with her for years. Uh, <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> I'm friends with those three guys too. Oh, well, originally it was Tony, 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 <laughs> and then they kicked off they Braxton. Kicked they were like, "You're never gonna make it," <laughs> and that's why she sung "Unbreak My Heart" because yeah. it felt like it was a car crash. So motorcycle crash. Motorcycle. I'm sorry, motorcycle crash. Uh, then that's when we see the train wreck that is Julian Brandon. Mm-hmm. Is the next song they sing "We Belong Together" by Pep Benatar? Yeah, not a duet. I, no. I feel like that was a bad draw. I feel like they kind of did that. They kind of like fucked them on purpose. It's a hard song. Yeah, everyone else had some really lovey-dovey songs. Well, I mean, fucking uh, Tennessee whiskey is like you're not going to top that. No. Even though that's not really a duet, but it so easily could be. Uh, "We Belong to the Night" is like a women empowerment song right or never mind it's we belong together but it's like together, yeah. uh it's like we belong to the night we belong to the it doesn't that never struck me as a love song no it struck me as like a like we're like all of us are so cool i did like brandon when they were practicing where he's just like i don't know a song at all and they're like even when the chorus happens you don't hear it it's like, no yeah i don't and then he's like, to divide or defend for I guess it is a love song. And as an aspiring musician, he's like, lyrics are hard to remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just a fucking bonehead. Yeah. He fucks everything up. Yeah. Uh, they get they get absolutely uh, obliterate. <laughs> abbreviated. <laughs> <laughs> abbreviated. They get absolutely destroyed uh, by all the judges, which we kind of mentioned already. Um, they to the point where they have to explain what happened right before because they knew that the judge was gonna start judging them. They literally like, well, <laughs> they knew the judges were gonna start judging. <laughs> hey, don't judge me, asshole. Hey, I'm the judge. What is this your job? All right, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, if this is how you want to carry in your own court, that's fine. You're like, I'm not that type of judge. <laughs> that's me when I go to court for <laughs> traffic violation. I go, what are you gonna fucking sit there and judge me? <laughs> I'm, I'm a comedian. How you doing? I play Burkhardt. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Don't judge me, asshole. <laughs> you, are you going to be like, what is this? Bachelor, listen to your heart? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? Tony Braxton? <laughs> Sit down. And yeah, before you do that, you go, prosecutor, earmuffs. And you start, saying, <laughs> <laughs> you start telling the truth. Admitting crimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did do it. What, what's going to happen? Hey, earmu- everyone earmuffs. Yeah. All right, Judge, I did it. Or the, the girl that does all like the um, the typing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, finger muffs. <laughs> <laughs> put, put some thick gloves on, bitch. And then she puts them on, and the judge is like, what are you doing? He's like, you have to do it when I tell you to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the rule. You've seen, have, any, have you seen old school? <laughs> Um, and okay, then finally we see uh, Natasha and Ryan. Yeah, uh, Natasha. You said you are the best thing by uh, Ray Lamontagne. You know, I love Ray Lamontagne. Um, that song I felt like was a little. Che- he had a great song called "Trouble." Remember? I great think song. it might be great a song. Yeah, yeah. I lo- he's one of the first guys that made me want to play guitar. I played a little bit really? before, but I then I remember learning. Um, 
how to play a couple of his songs. I think he's, I love, I love his music. Do you like him or do you like, uh, who sunk Babylon? David Gray. I like, I like, uh, Ray LaMontagne way more. Agreed. David Gray was more like, um, like Chris Martin. He was, he was a little more like, uh, like spacey, like Moby yeah. style music yeah. Yeah, for yeah, a lot yeah. of it. Um, no, he was cool too. Ooh, how about this? Do you like Ray Lamonte or do you like Damien Rice more? Great question. Um, I would go with Damien Rice. I would too. Because O is like one of my favorite. I wouldn't say one still my favorite, but that was like a very defining album for me when I was in college. That's his debut album, first one. I think so. That's the first one I ever heard of his. That has like um, the song Amy. Yeah. Amy come sit on my wall. Oh, Tell me the stories it. of all. Yeah. Um shit, uh Cannonball. Cannonball Grave. Great song. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yep. when you float like a cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, f- uh yeah, I'm sure th- that whole album is Eskimos m- on there. Eskimo? Is there a song called Eskimo? How's that one go? When you are an <laughs> you live in an igloo. <laughs> <laughs> you have snowball fights with a snowman neighbor. <laughs> that's a good impression. I think that's exactly what it was. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. When you're throwing a snowball. You know, keep going. <laughs> Lyricist, keep going. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's it. And uh, during this, Natasha. Uh, uh, during this, Julie is just staring at Natasha, hoping that she fucks up. And she then we see her say that she's a bad person. She goes, "What performer? Do we? I don't know. Do we this What performer throws off another performer? We haven't talked about this yet on the podcast. No, and we were talking about we run comedy shows together. We do that to each other. Every (laughs) if you're if you're a performer, you are consistently trying to screw up other performers. There's not a uniform. There is there is a unity. Different with music though. I think that with musicians take themselves so much more seriously than most comedians. True. We're like I'll talk shit to like um, like one of the most successful comics in Chicago was Joey Villa Gomez. Right. And I consider him like a buddy of mine. At this point, we work together at Comedy Bar all the time. And we'll talk shit to each other before shows or like make fun of each other's outfits or whatever. And then like he goes up and fucking murders. Yeah. And like there's nothing you could say. He's so much more of a professional level than I am. He's, you know, opening yeah. for Bill Burr and on Comedy Central, stuff like that. I'm a long ways from that. But like it's same thing to him. Like if he if he mocks me, I'll be like, all right, <laughs> and, <but laughs> you cry. <laughs> I, I go, <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's like by the time you go on stage, it's like you you're either gonna be there or you're not, right? And it, but I, this feels a little bit different because it is a relationship based thing. But she didn't say like, hey, just let you know, you're never gonna make it because you're a bad singer. All right, see you later, and walks away. She's just like. Like kind of what you said, it's just a relationship thing. Yeah, like, but it it's, shouldn't affect you as a performer. But you have to sing with the. I get it. Like I, th- I feel like what Natasha did was technically wrong, but yeah. also smart. That's playing the game. So I'm still on Natasha's side there. I th- and Julia fucking had it coming, man. She got she hers did. finally. She did. She treated Sheridan like a goddamn chump. Yeah. Since episode one, and shame on her. She finally got hers, and it's well deserved. That being said, Natasha is that was a. Uh, cutthroat move now and, that I saw uh, that, you're Blake and Jonah approved yeah I mean and I honestly I like Natasha for everything else 
I mean, I'll put it to you this way. If she pulled that on Savannah, I would fucking hate her now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. she pulled it on someone who I think deserved it. Right. Uh, you know, I just feel bad because she tr- she trusted Natasha with a very thing that takes a lot of trust. And that's the thing called earmuffs. You know, she trusted <laughs> she trusted in the truth that is earmuffs. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, and she disrespected it. Could you could you earmuffs real quick? Yeah, sure. I want to talk yeah. to the audience yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everybody, I'm sorry for Jonah's analogies tonight. They kind of ran on for a while. Um, the uh, the episode itself was running a little bit long, but um, I know you guys love me, and I'm loving hosting the show so far. So it's great to be here. I think we're wrapping this one up, but um, please tune in next week too. And um, I hope you've been enjoying this season of Pedals and Pricks. All right, yeah, Jonah, you're good. Jonah, Jonah, earmuffs off. Yep, yep. earmuffs yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. What'd you talk about? Just the weather. Great. How's it going in here? That's good. It's about sixty degrees in Chicago. That's great. Well, you know, I'm gonna end up finding out because I'm gonna have to listen to this later, right? Oh shit. That's okay. Um. You didn't say anything mean about me. I don't think <laughs> I can read lips. Um, Blake, I want to ask you something. So, as a performer, um, to kind of go on this trend about performers doing it, do you have do you have any what, do you have any favorites like things to do to performers to throw them off? I think um, that, I think in, in comedy, I think because I guess we're just supposed to like kind of like roll off an insult better than most. That yeah, you and know we kind of like like quote unquote ball breaking, even though it's, it kind of goes you know it's it's gender neutral, but like. I like to say like especially mean things, but that are kind of funny. Yeah, like I'll I'll say. Uh, uh, for a while, I was doing this thing where people go, uh, "I go, how much time did you do last night?" And they'll be like, 12 minutes." I'd be like, "I felt like like twenty minutes." <laughs> <laughs> and just to get in their head, or I'll be like, uh, "I'll be like, you got any new jokes? Or going to be about the same old story for the last year and a half?" <laughs> And then the best part is I'm really rooting for everyone to do well. Yeah, so right. when, we all are, yeah. When they kill after I like was especially mean to them, it's like more fun yeah. afterwards because then they can sort of mock me back to me, you know? I like that. Like, I'm going to go up there I'm like, and I like saying, uh, oh, dude, yeah, have a great set. Just no, no matter what happens, just know that I think you're funny. <laughs> yeah, that's always good. That's always good. The backwards compliments. Yeah. yeah. Or the one where they get off stage and then they're like, I was like, man, you were working really hard up there, huh? <laughs> Yeah, hard to get this crowd for you. Huh? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. In comedy, there's a million. I My, feel like musicians don't do that because it's, especially like singers take themselves so seriously. What, like if you're a singer, what'd you be? You'd be like, uh, hey, like, uh, you know, I, it's a very strong choice to make sure your guitar was not tuned. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I can't think of one. <laughs> Just be like, uh, like, I'm sorry your tech guy didn't show up because nothing was turned on. <laughs> Yeah. I'd be like, have you seen the new countertops here? Nice and flat, just like your fucking voice, <laughs> asshole. That's just mean. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, uh, you know this one, but my favorite thing is when a person comes off. I, I, this backfired on me one time because one time someone had a really big problem with me doing it to him. But uh, I go on my phone and I go, uh, hey, you're smart, right? And I go, how do you spell mediocre? And then I, there is a text that I pretend to send somebody that says, uh, Blake just went off. Blake was just on stage. <laughs> 
And it was like it always was mediocre. <laughs> I go, is that how you spell mediocre? And then watching them read what I wrote and then it hitting them is very fun to do. Yeah, that's good. You're a big mind mind games guy. I just like giving people shit because they give me shit all the time. All right. It's my only advantage I have. It's defense defense <laughs> tactic? I see. No, I don't understand what that means. Oh, okay. It's fun to talk shit. I'm understanding you more from doing this magic <laughs> Now I know what to look out for. Uh, well, it's good. It's uh, it's good. I had a f- I had when you released your album, I had I said something that I was pretty happy about on stage. You said a lot of mean things about my album. <laughs> I said. By the way, it's called Atlantis, available on iTunes. Which, honestly, God, is very funny. Oh, uh, thanks, uh, like I said on stage, I think I said uh, it's just crazy. Like nowadays, that you can like like where technology is and it's so cheap that you can like add laughs to things and you can't even <laughs> tell <laughs> on such a cheap oh, yeah. budget. Hey, not not to call people up, but comedians actually do that on albums now. I know. I, not on mine, though, folks. Hell yeah. You'll hear real no, you laughter crush. from uh, my personal friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, honestly, that it's um, it's a fun album. If you'd well, okay, it. so in all honesty, your first... Uh, so uh, a secret to people that maybe not know this, when a comedian records an album, they record over multiple shows and kind of take the best uh, of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were kind of an advantage because your first show had how many people... Uh, you had a you you had your opener go up. My opening act is, was Bobby Condon, who I run a podcast with called. Blake and, and how, and how many friends movies. and family did he bring? He brought a lot of friends and family to watch him, <laughs> and then they just stuck around for me. So they helped me sell tickets. And then your uncle but, got so drunk that he stole our sandwich board. <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna come up. <laughs> yeah, he stole the he stole the uh, sandwich board poster board thing with the poster for my album recording on it between shows too. So, <laughs> so everyone coming in for the late show was didn't like didn't know where to go. Yeah, they're like, is this the right place? And I'm like, yeah, there was a big fucking poster right here. My goddamn uncle stole it, took it to Michigan with him. And then he by the time I got off stage from the second show, he took a picture of it in his home in Michigan <laughs> and sent it to me. And I was like, You're already fucking there? Like he just he stole it and drove straight to Michigan with it. That's so funny. Yeah. But it is it uh we talk about this a lot in the podcast, but it is a very incredible album. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, and check it, uh, it went to number one on iTunes, mm-hmm. which number is, one. is pretty hard to do. I mean, to get to number one on iTunes on a comedy <laughs> thing, you have to sell over 30 albums. <laughs> yeah, and I, I sold 31, so right. look at me. Look at me, ma. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, people have reached out to me recently. It's also, you know, I'll go ahead and say it's on Spotify. I make more money if you buy it on iTunes, so please do that. But if you want to listen to it on Spotify, it's there. People, people have been kind during quarantine. I think people are looking for comedy stuff. So, if you want to just go ahead and listen to it, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, all that shit for free. So, enjoy it. It's my gift to you. I would uh, highly recommend it. And honestly, it's it's one of my favorites. Thanks, uh, buddy. I think it's great. And then where else? Uh, on Mondays is when you do the comedy bar thing. Yeah, Monday. Uh, every Monday at nine o'clock, I'm on Instagram. the The Instagram handle is the Comedy Bar. That's for uh, the comedy bar here in Chicago, and it's me talking to other comedians for an hour. My Instagram is uh, Blake Burkhardt Comedy. I have other content going up there pretty soon, I think. And uh, my podcast uh, about movies is called Blake and Bobby Go to the Movies. You can find that on iTunes, too. Which That's is great, because not only are you doing movies, but you're also doing um, the uh, Michael Jordan documentary. The now. Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, so during quarantine, if anyone out there is a sports fan, you've been watching The Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan documentary, we're reviewing every, every episode of that. And also, we're doing movies in between that people are watching during quarantine. Uh, we just did um, The Way Back with Jonah as guest, so you can find that as well. And uh, if you want to shoot us a five-star review, 
um, go ahead and say, just type the word bachelor or say pedals and pricks. Let me know that you found out about that podcast from here and I'll shout you out on that podcast. Again, it's called Blake and Bobby Go to the Movies. So check it out. Also check that out. Uh, you and uh, Bobby have a great chemistry together. Very funny. Uh, if you have any questions for people listening uh, that have questions uh, about this podcast, about you, Blake, or me, Jonah, uh, or what you're watching, or any comments you want to say, you can always email us those questions or comments at pedalsandprickspodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you just want to kind of like just mention something and, and, and don't want to be mentioned on air, make sure to just kind of pop that in there because um, we have gotten some very, very personal and really incredible stories, and I, I love hearing that, and just kind of your journey through just through life or through this podcast has been really incredible. And uh, uh, out of all the po- – this is, like, seriously, Blake, like we have some of the best fans in the whole entire world. And yeah. I, uh, I love all you and keep supporting. Um, <clears throat> we are completely independent. So uh, if you want, please tell other people about the podcast, and that's that's it. I guess we only have two more weeks left unless we're doing some form of a reunion, which I don't – see that happening uh any uh, any people you choose are gonna win who do you think is gonna win blake um well i mean did we mention who got kicked off oh no we didn't brandon uh brandon and julia yeah we got through everything but that but brandon and julia are gone uh well deserved fuck them both um at this point i'll tell you what the truth is i'm rooting for um god i don't even know savannah was far and away my favorite Probably Natasha and Trevor. Trevor. Trevor is like a blank slate to me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I know nothing about the guy. Well, she's the best. She's clearly the most talented Natasha's singer. Natasha's my favorite singer. Who's your favorite couple? Definitely uh, Chris and... Bree. Bree. Yeah, mine too. I mean, maybe I kind of want them to win. I don't know. I, no, I, I, I'm team Natasha now. I okay. like her cutthroat attitude. Yeah. I'm rooting for her. Fuck it. Trevor... <laughs> Trevor's like a like a drone to me. He's he's, he's the most replaceable. I mean, it's crazy how like even the judges are like, oh my god, Bree, that was. Uh, I'm sorry, Natasha, that was like uh, your voice is like incredible and and your star power, it's amazing. Yeah. and, and uh, Trevor, you're like you were totally there. Like you stood there <laughs> and well, you also he, had a microphone. That's great. He is a good singer and a good guitar player, and like their performance was like probably he's a good performer, one of the best this week. Yeah. Um. But his personality on the show is like, I can't even think of anything he's said or done. So right. I'm, I'm rooting for them, but all because of Nath- I'm team Natasha now. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, I like them. I think they are the best at at least acting like they're very close. Like that whole forehead to forehead thing I thought was like, that kind of got me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like <clears throat> um, uh, I like uh, 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 Chris and Bree the most. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the one I'm like, that's a real relationship. It'd be sweet if they win. Uh, I'm 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 starting to come uh, around on Matt and uh, Rudy. Um, I'm afraid that Natasha's attitude is going to get her in trouble next episode. It seems like, but I've been fooled before by the previews. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we're gonna see. This, yeah. uh, this show keeps getting better. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Great show. I love my baby. I love her too. We are together all the time. And everything is so good damn fine. Is that you?